War Podcast episode 23. Go! Ah! Go! Hey, John. Hey, Mason. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was awesome. (laughs) He did it. Hey, Dan. I did it. Hi, Mason. No, guys, come on. It's all one time. Uh, Hi, Alex. Hi, Mason. Alex, Dan, Dylan, Mason. Potato Head. We coming through good? You happy with the levels? You good to go? Am I? Am I? War podcast time? I guess so. Should we start over? No. War podcast time. Go! 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 So you can't go. Stop! Stop! You can't stop the train. We gotta start over. No. (laughs) Okay. All right. What's up, everyone? So Alex is, is Alex. What are you holding right now? I have a Lego model of the Milano from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's beautiful. It's covered in dust, so it's clearly. I'm sorry, Alex. I was always playing through toys more, Mason. I was always a Montauk cookie guy. What Milano's? <laughs> oh, like, fuck Brussels. <laughs> Brussels are great. One, wait, check this out. Okay, so we're looking at a Lego <laughs> set of we're Milano. Welcome we'll to Ward product reviews. Inside, where you, you a, just hear a, us talking. About. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, man. The attention so, to detail is wonderful. Yeah, darling. what's going on, guys? Ward Utilities podcast. <laughs> that's what it was last week. Speaking of utilities, I want to tell you about Verizon Internet because it fucking rocks. What did you have this before? This man is so Comcast. happy about yeah, his new internet. I was thinking about switching from Comcast to Verizon because Comcast made me sad. I will say, so what I did this week, uh, internet I didn't want to name my story anyways. No, man. that's cool. Um, <laughs> is, because you know how Comcast forced you to make the, it's a gateway, so they forced you to use, like, their broadcasting Xfinity. So I, I changed it from being a gateway to just a modem and using my own router, and it's four times as fast. So, okay, that's why I switched, right? Because mm-hmm. I was having problems with my router. So I called them, and they're like, you don't have a router with us. I'm like, motherfucker, I've been paying five fucking dollars a month for this fucking shitty router. I'm really mad about it. I fucking... I, yeah, that it. router's a ripoff. The router's a ripoff. The router, router sucks. Huh? I'm going to start a swear count oh, on the show. You can't even count that high. Um, <laughs> the... Okay. Bear with me, though. They Bar- didn't have my... <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> the, um... So they didn't have my router in their system. So they couldn't, like, Stop! <laughs> Dan is making the Hulkbuster do motions that are inappropriate. <laughs> Stop! Wait, why did you? You're just mimicking what Dan did. I know, it was hilarious. The Hulkbuster. Yeah, bring out Veronica. Right. So, right. oh, Comcast. Okay. Um. So they come. They call. I call them, and they're like, "We can't find your router." I'm like, "What do you mean? Like, it's on our system." I'm like, it's it's clearly in your system. I'm paying I'm paying a monthly fee for it, right? So whatever that happens. They're like, we have to escalate you. Two weeks go by, and I hear nothing from them. So I'm like livid. So then I call Verizon and they set me up and it's great. Right? I'm paying the same price for like three times faster internet. Whatever. Verizon Rock, you get Verizon. But this is not sponsored by Verizon. I'm really happy with their service. I go to go turn my Comcast, because if you want to cancel Comcast, pack all your shit up and just take it to the store. Yeah, the store is on like right. I, yeah. I, I no hand it in, she's like, you're stores. done. But I hand her my router, and she's like, thank you, Eric, we're done here. I'm like, my name's not Eric. She's like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason my router didn't show up in their system is because it's under someone else's account. Oh, was it, God. Was it like a previous tenant here? No, or? it was someone on Grove Street. They're like, you don't live on Grove? I'm like, uh-uh. Have you ever lived on Grove? I'm like, no. What? <laughs> like, yeah. So she's like, shit. And she's like going like typing and like... <laughs> Their so, entire infrastructure wow. of that company is just completely They're such up. a terrible company. Dude, it's, 
It's like they a must Jackson have, They must have thing. built this infrastructure a oh, long time it's ago. It's all ad hoc, I think. It's terrible. Because my if I go on to my Comcast account to pay my bill online, I pay it on the 25th of each month. It still says, due June 25th, 2015. It says that every month. And every time Ooh. I look at that, I freak out. That's that, a really like, weird bug. Yeah. That sounds like a database thing, though. Yeah. Uh, but it just shows I, you that, like... They, Every time I've moved apartments, and I, I move basically every year in the summer, and do the whole process, like you try and make it so easy. Like there's a big link that says, "Switch over, like yeah. move with us." Give us it is address. such a process, especially if you live in a tenement that has multiple units. Like sometimes they're like, "Oh, your unit's just not here." Yeah. So let me tell you about Verizon. What happened with me, and one of the reasons I don't use Verizon is when I was moving somewhere in Charlottesville, just outside of Charlottesville. Um, when, Charlottesville podcast. when you, that's right. When you sign up for power with dominion, they give you this easy, like, Oh, and you will help you sign up for all this other stuff too. And so I went to sign up for internet and, and with Verizon. Suck is dominion. And so it turns out that when I signed up, I signed up for, uh, they, they said, Oh yeah, we have your address. We're good to go. Well, the street that I was living on in Earliesville was the same as a street that was here in Richmond. It turned oh, out the no. street in Earliesville, they, oh. they couldn't actually do Verizon, but the street in Richmond could. And so they signed me up for that, oh, sent no. the router in the mail to oh. Richmond. When it never got returned, charged on you. they charged me, but d- never told me because it, I, I wasn't at this address in was Richmond. Was it auto pay so, No, no, no. So oh, I never, I, 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 I canceled the service the day I signed up for it because I realized it immediately that it was the wrong thing because they sent you an address but, that they were shipping but they to. still shipped it even though i had canceled it and then they sent out Verizon? a collections agent yes they sent out a collections agent seven months later because they never got their router back that i never received because i was never at this address in richmond and i canceled the account telling them not to send me any of this stuff wow. and so this was like they, they immediately when i when i told verizon what happened they immediately dropped it. But that's the extent of fuck upery that Verizon put me through the first time I tried using Verizon. Oh, really? The second time I tried using Verizon was when I was at my house in Fairfield. But you were talking DSL, up. though. This is... So in Richmond... Well, yeah, yeah, but it's it's still Verizon. Well, but Fios is technically a sub-company, and it's run... Separate. It's still right, right, right. Verizon and I'm not banner. saying... I'm I think not, it's a separate I'm company. just explaining I why I went with... Com- I don't like Comcast either, but I... I <laughs> After getting fucked over by Verizon twice, because when I was at my new house, it was like, I kind of would rather go with Verizon because I hate Comcast that much, but I feel like I at least need to give Comcast another try, because I've been fucked over by Comcast in the past, too, because who hasn't? It's Comcast. Four years getting railed by Comcast. Right. And so, but really, that was my only option. So basically, what I'm saying is monopolies suck. There need to be more options. And where is our free market economy? Yeah, but infrastructure is like, I I agree with you, but like, competition is so hard, but like, it's the last mile thing. Right. I, I wrote a huge paper on this, I think, like when I was in community college. It wasn't long. He just wrote on a really big sheet. <laughs> it was a huge paper. It was... Five words. So it was basically the connection, like, it was mostly about net neutrality, but it was tying in basically yes. the duopolies and monopolies, mm. that, the regional monopolies that exist in yep. this country. And I was comparing it to, like, British Telecom that's in... Uh, because basically, like... Um, telecom either needs to become government-controlled or it needs to become... So deregulated that it becomes this. Well, yeah, it's deregulated, free though, it becomes a no, telephone it needs to company. be regulated. And mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. But if it becomes deregulated, it becomes Bell Telephone. In yeah, the 60s. and that's the right. thing. Right, and that's what they did with Ma Bell. It's like they broke it apart. I got the ill communication. 
<laughs> became all these regional carriers or you know telephone providers, yeah. and then they just started buying each other out. So Singular became Verizon, and Singular became or, Singular, Singular became three sixty became Alta, which then got bought by Verizon. Yeah, that's right. My um, whole family has been working in the telephone industry. Like, yeah. I'm honestly, surprised the, I didn't go yeah, into telephone. The, the, the nah, big issue with it is big. is the infrastructure issue. Um, it's that. The lines, first of all, we need to have fiber optics installed everywhere. But it is And secondly, they need, well, not everywhere. But, like, there are, there are transnational fiber lines. There's just no last mile fiber line. And most of the cell right. towers are running fiber into them, and they're running dark fiber. Right. But what secondly, secondly they need to be, they need to be owned by government entities and I think, I think, I think it should be a utility. And the reason I put it this way is that I spent three years living somewhere where the only access to high-speed internet I had was through satellite because that's how fucked up the high-speed internet situation is yeah. in the United States in 2015. But, now, Dan, I totally... I think you're right. It's fucked up, and I think it's a problem. It's a, it's a There's a solution to doing it, and I think the utility thing is the answer, but also people... Can, you cannot compare United States internet to other countries because the United States is huge. Right. Like it, Now, you can compare states. I think that's fair. You know what, though? I... But I disagree because we fall so far behind so many countries when it comes to access to the internet. But we it's, fall behind because of... We the, fall behind to countries that are... Bigger than us? No. No, no. But no, much like smaller than us economically. And so if you were to take how our economic influence should be able to get past... Where I lived in Virginia should have had high speed internet access. I, I, I totally it, I was not living in the middle of the of the Rocky Mountains. You were living you know, in a place in a called hunt. Earliesville. <laughs> uh, no, Earliesville Earliesville I had access to high speed internet. Um Fairfield, where my house is, which is in the Shenandoah Valley, um, was where I didn't but, but what I really where it becomes a big issue, I mean it I know this sounds crazy because I'm I might just sound like I'm bitching because I didn't have internet, but I like given what there. given what Kelly did seeing the extent of ridiculousness of people who live in that area, the last thing they need right now is to not have access to the internet because the education level, the poverty level, the drug use, all of these things are things that you want to talk about ways to solve some of these issues, get them access to education, get them high-speed internet so that they can get out and get jobs. And when you take rural areas... How do you fund it? Yeah. You fund it with taxes because I would have happily, I lived somewhere, I lived somewhere where I paid so little in taxes on my house that I didn't even have access to trash pickup and I had to put my garbage in my car and take it to a dumpster three miles away. As you should. <laughs> but I would have happily, I'm I would have kidding. happily paid more taxes on my house if it meant that I could have internet well, and it know, meant that I could have. Danville, because, Danville has that. Yeah. They have internet's utility in Danville. Yeah. Danville, Virginia? Yeah. Where is yeah. that? Um, it's very south. It's right near the North Carolina border. Oh, uh, I, like I, southwest. You drive through it. If you go south of Lynchburg, yeah, you, you keep going, you end up near Danville. And there's a lot of. I mean, I I think it would. So I'm totally with you that I think it's a great idea to be a utility. My problem with it is that I feel like internet technology is moving at a clip that government doesn't move at. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to keep <laughs> yeah. up. Like, but dude, like FiOS is like. But local towns could. I mean, so so we talked about net neutrality. One of those big things that I think net neutrality was so important. Everyone talks about net neutrality and the impact it has on the software side. One of the biggest things that that net neutrality decision from the FCC really came down 
in, in the importance of the hardware side was when you look at, it was a town in North Carolina that wanted to do that. It wanted to install all of its own uh-huh. shit. And Verizon or Comcast, one of the two of them, one of the big guys, basically went in there and was like, you can't do that because whatever well, bullshit. And they did all this construction shit. Because you're co their infrastructure, probably. No, it wasn't. Really? It was installing all new infrastructure. And so they went in there to block this. And the FCC basically said, you can't do that. And so that was a victory for small towns that want to be able to do that. These big companies go in and make it so hard for towns that do want to do that. And if a town chooses not to do that, that's fine. That's on them. But it's one of these things where the path for a town to choose to do that should not be so barricaded by two behemoths that control everything. Oh, yeah. And I'm, and and I'm that's thinking much arguing and the that's, merits and that's of like, <laughs> giant faceless multinational yeah. corporate. Like, I don't yeah. think anyone... <laughs> no. But I, what I'm saying is that my earlier point... Was that it's just I do take some issue with comparing United States infrastructure in that regard because it is we are so spread out in the U.S. We like are. It's not like Richmond, you know, it's easy to get on a grid, run a big grid. But you go out to Montana, dude, <laughs> there's like one house per like, I don't know, some crazy square sure. miles. You know what I mean? Maybe seeing like the Scottish Highlands, like mm. rural areas in England mm. and Scotland, they're all just. There are people going out there and basically being good Samaritans and installing satellite dishes on like a hill. Really? So it, it's basically a cell, sa- cell tower that services the surrounding villages. But I think I think I my, also think I, that that's going to solve a lot so of problems. So I agree. I agree with data. you, Mason. I agree with you. But but my biggest argument is that Fairfield, Virginia is not Montana, and Fairfield, Virginia no. still doesn't. Have, so we have a long way to go that I, we could go. Before we even have to worry about how do we get that one house in Montana on a three thousand acre ranch internet because right now there are houses that are on i-81 one of the most traveled corridors in the united states that's a two-hour drive from the nation's capital that does not have access to high-speed internet and that's a problem i don't think you're wrong i and i i really think that in a perfect world internet should be a utility yeah and should be a service but i can tell you as like having you know easy pass is one of our clients which is a virginia state-run organization yep um and in danville is one of our clients and that's a public utility at, yeah. at SBNA. And, dude, like, I, at this, the clip that technology is moving right now, I have no faith that <laughs> the government would be able to keep up with it. And I'm the kind of person that, like, I want the newest, latest, best thing. Sure. I always want that. Well, sure. what I was saying before about you either have to go completely regulated or deregulated, I should have specified when I said deregulated, I actually meant more competition. Because right. I think right, you got to break it up. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. I mean, well, think about how many cell phone providers there used to be. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's a cyclical thing. Yeah. If we break up Comcast, Time Warner, you know, and Verizon, then they all just they're just going to break apart and then reassemble themselves cell, over time. The cell phones though are, are, are cell phones are an interesting are an interesting parallel though because I think that that is an area that competition is keeping things. Better than internet access, but not so, by much. Not that much. And I but, think the cell phone industry is moving. I was, I, so I was, I was reading either. something the other day about how just the fact that T-Mobile and Sprint exist allows AT and T and Verizon to it forces them to do certain things that in the case of with internet where it's only Verizon and Comcast, even if they had two viable other options, that would change. How they operate, but so that's, well, that's why Google. That's, that's the point of Google Fiber. Is like, right. oh, absolutely. Look at it. Hell, yeah, probably broke a little bit. Oh, it's, yeah. it's always been a little broken. Did it break all the way? So what I mean, what happened to Google Fiber? Because I remember Fiber. a number of years ago, it, they were the talk of the town, the and through. then 
No, well, it's okay. still going. Yeah. They're still going into smaller still cities. Still get the school out of the kitchen. Yeah, and it behooves Google because Google, all Google cares about is that people have access to the internet. They don't care how you get it. So for them, it's an investment in themselves. And I, I think there's a um, a while ago Google came out and they're like, because storage used to be as big. Sure. Paid resource, right? And Google's like, eventually it's going to be free. Yep. So they started providing like email and drive mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And I, I do genuinely think that as we build these more, uh, the, the cell towers that are running faster and faster data through them. Sure. Internet's just going to become that way too. Mm-hmm. Like I think. Yeah. Well, so, so that's like when, I, when I had Verizon in Fairfield, it was a tower. It was a, an on the house cell antenna so right. that you could do LTE and it was fast. All right, what I miss? Um, you nothing, missed. Nothing. You missed nothing, uh, and it was fast. But the problem there, and the problem with the satellite, is that those types of communications they limit how much data you can use, and that's where the problem lies. So when you're paying, I paid one hundred and forty dollars a month for twenty five gigs up and down. Money all the time. No, this was this was. Uh, believe me, I did not want to be spending this much money on internet. I paid four, eight billion dollars for a kilobyte. Four, four megs, four megs download, one meg upload. Oh. It's like don't turn the heat up. You're just spending money. Dane's like, hey, was, don't download so that porn. Bad. It was so bad. So you know, oh, I did the prospect. Like, oh, I, I was. Uh, I might as well. Everyone, you are in. You are in. Anyway, so that's the problem. You know, if I agree with you that I think the cell tower infrastructure is going to be one of the smarter ways to go, um, if they can find a way to not have to worry about the data limits. I think it's going to be one of the biggest issues of like our political generation going in is like, how do we handle the internet as a country? Like, and so I, I think fiber is the way to go, but no, well, well not yeah. technologically. No, no, no. I don't like mean like, I mean like how, sure. what, who yeah. are you, is the internet a right? Do you get the right to the internet? Sure. Do you, you know what I mean? Like what is, is it? Yeah. And the FCC has said as much. Right. And, and, I, yeah. and, and that's why I'm like the biggest proponent. And like, I, I went home and I got in the biggest argument with my family because um, some of them like Ted Cruz. And Ted Cruz, I don't give a shit about, regardless of what I put, Ted Cruz came out and said Obamacare is the, or net neutrality is the Obamacare of the internet. I and that was that. the most oh, fucking dude. ignorant thing. Now, I get what he's saying. He's saying it's a regular, he's, it was a misinformed statement. But like, <laughs> that just like hurt me at my well, core. You can debate social issues and everything. Like, I don't care. That's just egregious, and it's a guy playing. Well, it's probably, it's, it, oh, and, and the problem. So that's the whole problem with Ted Cruz is he's so smart that he knows how to appeal to. He knows how to say exactly the right thing to appeal to the right people to make them vote for him. He knows <laughs> that's that what every he's saying. politician. No, 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 no. It's not every politician. Some people actually believe the crazy shit that comes out of their mouths. Ted Cruz just knows how to work people. Ben Carson. Uh, yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, ben but, Carson. But, but with Ted Cruz, you know what bothers me about that is that so I, I. He's, he's appealing if, to the bait, like well, a, a but, lower but, common denominator. Net neutrality is not net neutrality promotes free market. Net neutrality promotes competition. Net neutrality promotes more people having the ability to start businesses. But it's not the competition. The ultimate thing is that it's not the competition that they want because the competition because it's not they the competition. Want, they they want, want the ones that are funding their them. campaigns, yeah. and that's my problem. And that's where it's like you you want to you want to talk about being this righteous crusader of the liberty of capitalism, and then you want to pass Wait, bills you're... that prevent the competition in a free capital market. You, sir. Are wrong. You're preaching the choir, man. Yeah. I, don't want to be, I know I am. I'm not arguing. I know I am. If you want to be a cruise seder, and the funny thing is, that the the debate around, dude. What the you're fuck? Better, is that? You're better than that. <laughs> the um, 
the, 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 the thing that's I'm saying about the debate surrounding it is more it's and I think I'm we're so close to the metal on this one because I think we all desperately rely I rely on the internet for my job oh yeah and like everything I'm and you and I want to do professionally and, and ultimately all of us it's a bunch of people that are arguing about a space they don't fully understand and I think that's also just the realization you you as you grow into like adulthood and you see the, the house of cars that is <laughs> our our government or, or any any organization the spring mm-hmm. it's gonna happen you know and like I got in arguments at work all the time with like our our CFO is essentially our CTO too oh that's not good yeah <laughs> I've, I've met finance people. Let me tell you. When you're like, hey, I need internet the entire day I'm working on websites. And they look at you like, really? And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I love, like, our CFO's, like, she is fantastic. Yeah. Like, she's just out of her element. But she's just not. And she was technology. the one that used to manage Shut the fuck all up, of her hosting. She was in charge of all that. So Jamie and I would fight with this host and fight. But finally we moved to Azure and Azure rocks. I think Microsoft killed it. But welcome to Ward Utility Podcast episode two. <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. So, yeah, Next week we happen? talk about nuclear power. So an update to the water problem at my place. So, <laughs> so the, the the landlord sent a guy or someone from the city was sent out to change the line, to uh-huh. split the lines. Yeah. And he goes in and he looks at the meter. And I wasn't home. Wendy was home. And he asks, uh, is your water running right now? Because I'm trying to split the line. She's like, no, it's not running. I, I'm not going to do anything. And she and he's like, do you know if the neighbors are upstairs? Are there anything? So I have no idea. He's like, they probably have a leak. Yeah. Which is probably why their water bill jumped to $200. Ooh. Sarah's water bill one month jumped to like 800 bucks because they had a leak and they couldn't find the leak. And she had to go to court with their landlord about it. Yeah. Where's it? So yeah, you want to be a fucking public utility? Deal with that shit with yeah. your internet leaking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Ones and zeros are falling out of the internet. street. <laughs> It's just, just puddles of porn. There's a dying cat, some titties. <laughs> my, my bit rate is what dropping. The, the pressure is not high enough. All right. Well, going to be the cell tower is just literally a water tower. And just so here's my. I'm going to burn this though. So the Verizon tech had to come not once, but that was the big. Okay, so I love having hundred over hundred. Like it, it rocks, right? Yeah. The the installation takes like four hours. Yep. I had to leave work to come home and do it. Yeah. And then they canceled on me the first day. So that sucked, right? Tech comes and he he runs uh, an Ethernet cable to where the router needs to go. And his crimper's broken. Mm-hmm. So the Ethernet's dead. So then we had this whole thing. So I went in and I crimped the Ethernet myself with a knife and a flathead screwdriver. <laughs> and I did it. And he came twice and couldn't fix it. And I did it last night. So nice. I was really proud of myself with that. Good. So I just pressed like all the things to yeah, it, you know, guy, and it worked. Here. I was like, "Yes, I love doing pack of gum, yeah. three legged cat, and a, <laughs> and a paper doily." I got well, that shit done. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, I fixed it. All right, I, I like it. It's like I fixed our AC, but the um, so there's a big spinning thing in it. I don't know how it works, but I stuck my hand in it yeah. and I just spun it to get it go. Like I like roll started my AC. <laughs> And he was like, clunk, 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 clunk. that's awesome. And I'm like, this is going to have to work until the AC tech comes. <laughs> my, um, so Mason likes to make fun of my dad because he's super Italian and he came. Sorry. It's it's no, a- he's like Italian, like two buttons down, gold chain, hairy chest. Hey. Oh. Yeah. Like, like Martin, born, <laughs> raised in tracksuit. Uh, okay. No, he doesn't go tracksuit. He, so, hey, he, so he's got like a little bit of like and surf, he's surfer huge. in him, but he's a big dude. He's, he's not Jack, man. but he's a big man. Yeah. And he, um, you know. <laughs> 
she's either wearing like you know a nice button up shirt like Mesa said, two buttons down, gold chain. He's exactly what um, I like expecting him to look like. Or he's wearing a Virginia Beach fishing pier sweater, yes. <laughs> just like sweatpants, and like I'm going to the pier. You want to cut? Want to come? Um, but so he's he's a charismatic man. That's he's awesome. very Italian. He prides himself in being Italian, even though he's mostly German, Irish, and Italian. Um, so he, uh, we went, when we moved into our new place, the, um, the deadbolt was stuck. There's a deadbolt yeah. on the door. And he's like, I'll fix this for you. Goes in our kitchen, grabs the olive oil, and starts, <laughs> you told me the story. starts greasing <laughs> the, the deadbolt until it slides. With olive oil. With olive oil. Wow. And I had to tell yeah, Mason. He's on the phone with his mom while he's doing it. That's Is he one of those people who can... <laughs> I mean, like, it's like, like a home improvement problem and he just so much as touches it or looks at it and it's fixed? Or does it? Or is it a whole shtick of Italian solutions to... It, it's like a shtick of like... <laughs> fixes the AC with like spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> Ties it together. Ah, it's a spicy meatball. No, my, my dad is like... Racist, Alex! You just said... You, you started it! You started We're it! We're putting an end to this Alex is racist shit. That's right. Otherwise, people are actually going to believe it. <laughs> it's, it it's bad if people believe it. It's also bad that we are... Per- yeah, it could become <laughs> a self-fulfilling true. prophecy, which is yeah, really dangerous. True. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> what? are you preempting your future? <laughs> yes, I can see the future. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Anyways, he um. <laughs> no, my dad is not a handyman. To answer your question, <laughs> okay. My dad is the kind of guy that, like, he after fishing all weekend, he'll come home and feel guilty about not doing any like housework, and he'll get the leaf blower and like go up and down the driveway. Dude, I, I do that. Yeah, but like, but that's it. Um, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I get the same way where like if like if something's broke like even with your C, like your computer, his computer is his uh, motherboard's fucked up. Mm. Oh yeah, we can like, fix that. I have the components, I just haven't done it. Oh, okay. I, that's like nails in the chalk. Like if something's broken and it's next to me, I'm like Yeah. I'm gonna lose my shit. Oh, yeah, well originally I wasn't gonna touch it because like I already replaced enough of it. He's changed then, every part of that computer. And then when I yeah. booted up Game of Thrones and then it we talked about this last week. Yeah, yeah. But like but I want to specify it like that was it. Yeah. I was like, okay, if Rocket League was the only game not working for me, which it was, that'd be fine. Whatever. Yeah. Can't play Rocket League. Big deal. Oh, come on. That's, like one of That's a huge deal. deal. I mean, yeah, but like, you know, I put a lot of time into that game. Like, uh, Could you play Minesweeper? I could play Minesweeper. I, I, can play, <laughs> I can play Undertale fine. Checks out. I think literally what it is is that, like, it's, pow- it's, it's, power it's not graphic related. It is definitely computational related, mm-hmm. where the comp- where it, CPU. the CPU is spinning up in some way and it's asking for a bigger power draw. I saw that. I mean, cool. the only reason it would shut off the way it does is it's, it's a power thing. So. so when I tear it apart, either today, later today, or sometime early this week I'm yeah. gonna see I'm gonna check the thermal paste on the CPU I'm gonna check that every port I'm gonna check the, the so it could be a heat sink too, speaking of custom PCs did you guys see the person at CES who made a custom PC case that was a Star Destroyer yeah I heard about yeah. that did we talk about that last week yeah no yeah. Did we, did not maybe that? on the recording but no. he did mention yeah. it was big oh, okay. it yeah. was like the size of that table yeah. right? I love the fact that he did like a full documentation of, of his process yeah was the awesome. building computers? Was the USB stick the Rebel ship? Got it. Was so oh, that would be so smart. It, That's pretty cool. it was um, be smart. It was in the style of one of the the Clone Wars Star Destroyers. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Well. Cool. The what news you got, Dylan? Dylan has some news. Um. All I wanted to I want to see if you guys want to talk about either 
the you talk about both of them. MLG acquisition. You guys see that? That uh, who acquired them? Oh, uh, Activision Blizzard. Um, yes. Activision acquired MLG. I did see that. Yes, what do you guys think it, of that? it wasn't for much. It was like fifty million. I think. A lot of money so I I will say I had to preface Compared it by team, saying I didn't read much of the articles. I just read kind of the headline, the first paragraph, to see what it was about. Same. Um, my initial thought, without having read and looked into it, was that I thought it was. I think it has the potential to be good from a funding standpoint for gaming for major league gaming, but I think that I have an issue with a game developer controlling it because it prevents the wider world of gaming from being mm-hmm. a part of that. Yeah, but, yeah, but the internationals run by Valve. Yeah, do you have objection to the international or to That's um, a big the Blizzard run? So I don't run a bunch. I don't follow. E-sports. Competitive gaming, esports, um, enough to really have too many thoughts about it. Uh-huh. But that was my initial thought upon reading Alex, this. Alex, you were super into Halo for a while. I competitive was. Competitive Halo scene? Um, or no? Just Halo. Not, I mean, just cat. Well, as competitive as casual play can be, just plugging hours and hours into Xbox Live, um, I don't know much about competitive gaming from a business standpoint in terms of what MLG should have been valued at. Um, do you think it was undervalued? I don't think it was. I mean, but what what do you think when you're buying MLG? Like, well, how many assets do they have? Well, that's like, what they were saying. Yeah, so, like, they were saying it's a brand. It's a set. Well, I don't think it is because when they say it's an asset acquisition, it could be referring to like the brand part. It or maybe be, they have an infrastructure set up or something. Yeah, I think okay. they're buying that and just going to integrate it into the greater Activision Blizzard machine, and then the MLG Those brand Call of Duty games is just going to be gone because, like, so like there are a couple t- kinds of sales that you can do, and then one is basically a whatever. Numbers on the balance sheet, but all your assets are worth. That's the worth of the company. That's the worst kind of sale because that basically means that you're desperate and you just want to get rid of the company. But for Activision, I mean, to me, that makes more sense to just go buy one up that has some like equity involved Mm -hmm. in it, you know, instead of starting their own initiative. I think you see a lot of companies that are trying to do like esports and stumbling really hard. Yeah. I don't think it's like the dumbest thing. I think it's just going to be Hearthstone. Now on, there's just going to be nothing but Hearthstone. Competitive Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Hearthstone fucking rocks. I like Hearthstone. I'm not knocking Hearthstone. I just think I just think that that's that was my other initial thought. That's a big like, competitive around that. Yeah, that's going to be yeah. all a bunch of Hearthstone. That's a big prize pool. Yeah, that. So mm-hmm. um, I liked Hearthstone when it came out, and then I got way outclassed and was like, I'm not yeah. good at this, so I'm not. Yeah, do it. that's a huge time commitment to make those yeah, guys too. Yeah, I would do the arena thing. When I had a job, so I could like I could pay for the arena, right? Yeah, which is dumb. I put a lot of money in it. I lost. I don't think I ever won a game. I did what? I mean, I played a lot. Of, I'm not competitive. Halo. I played a lot of Halo. Like I, when it comes to competition or competitive play, it's definitely more action based than strategical. Oh yeah, not well. MOBA, Starcraft. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. It's the game that. that I got super into is Company Heroes. Like I got nice really into the game like i would watch the competitive like that's like i got really into that and like evan and i play 2v2 all the time um see that was i told you guys about my grepolis my year of grepolis yeah. action so that was grepolis? that was yeah it's that, that pay, to, pay to play game that real time oh it's like the one real time strategy yeah. like literally um, what's the other one that, like, it was they, a ton of fun they used to advertise just... like the girls and it was a strategy game oh that that's a stupid fucking thing um this, like this isn't the, this isn't the key Opt-in thing you're talking no, about. No, no. Um, I know. is like a, a base building thing, right? That I also. It's a base. It's it's not base building in the way that like Clash of Clans is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more city building uh, for the. You you can build multiple cities and you take over 
cities on other islands and you colonize. It's more like Civ. It's more like a Civ game, but real time. But real time and you play team, with friends and team or based. Commu- you got involved in a community. It's it. Uh, you join alliances in yeah. the game, and so what it ends up being is, I mean, the, the, you win a world after like a year and a half. I like games like that, and. I, it actually got so long in the tooth that I had to stop playing before my alliance even won. But there were like wars between alliances that lasted mm. for months, mm. and you would have to. It's like Eve, yeah, I was, was gonna say it, it sounds like Eve. In, yeah, it was it was insane. Um, but it was also a huge time commitment. And once you get past a certain point, size wise, um, if you're, it it is such a time suck that unless you are really on it. I mean, you, you'll have to be doing things at three in the morning. Kind Did of. you have to ever explain it to Kelly, like what you're doing? Yeah. yeah. How'd that go? Uh, I mean, there was, there was one time, this is how I knew I was a little addicted to the game. <laughs> there was one time where I slept on the couch so that I could set my alarm oh. every like 15 minutes to, to send off new attacks. Oh, buddy. Um, because you, there it's all real time. you have an addictive personality? Uh, <laughs> As a chain smoke, this pack of cigarettes. <laughs> Hold on, let me go do this line of blow and get back yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. Um, <laughs> just uh, a little yeah, bit. I fall, I fall just hard. Little, I can stop whenever I want to stop. Hey, that part of my life you is do over. You do you, man. You uh, do you. No, but it was, it, was, it was one of these things where I don't have an addictive personality, but in that particular game, because other people are relying on you. So it's like, they want to take over this other city that this is this other alliance you are at war with. Mm-hmm. You want to help them. But if you're going to commit to help them, you actually have to be able to launch. You, show I mean, you up have dress to. Up. You have to be able to. You have to time all your attacks from your different cities. You know, this particular boat is going to take this long to get to the city, so you have to launch it at this time. So I would set alarms throughout the day, and just it would be like, okay, launch this attack, launch this, and I'd have spreadsheets that document. Oh, like, when I, I was worked up. When I, yeah, Wait. spreadsheets. No, no, so no I, I put it have, before that. Thank I would God. have things. I would have everything. <laughs> You know, ready to launch and ready to roll. Um, and, you know, you were calculating, you know, what uh, you could send spies and figure out what they had in that city. But you all had to have it land. Like, if, if you're going to try to take over someone else's city and had a colony ship land, you would have to basically have all of the attacks land within the 10 seconds beforehand. Mm-hmm. But there was a six second buffer. So you actually had to time it so that you could, because you could accidentally kill the colony ship if it landed, and then yours actually landed after. So you had to have all this crazy oh, wow. timing. So we had, I had built calculators out of Excel. You fucking like, nerd. I know, oh, I was God. so Dude, easy. It was like, so easy. I don't even know how you played like, that game, because like, your explanation of it. It, it was, was so, like, game. it was yeah. so, it was so, it was so much for you. What were you playing on? Was it browser-based? Browser-based, and, and... <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and, and mobile. Copious amounts, of me- copious amounts of methamphetamines. Um, mobile and browser. Okay. The the browser interface is more robust, and mm-hmm. and mobile made it a little difficult to do certain things. But so, yeah. did this get in the way of your job? Um, I'd already kind of given up on my job at that point. No, no, I'm joking. <laughs> so the beauty of my job yeah, no, I, to the, answer the question about addictive personality. The beauty, the beauty of the job that I had was that I made my own schedule, okay. and so if I knew I had a meeting, I would be like, "Oh my god, you know, I can't, I can't commit to this mission because I have a meeting." Oh, or if I'd already committed <laughs> to a mission, I could, I could Always move the meeting to be at a different time. <laughs> you see, that's cool. From the con, like, I am constantly enamored with that idea that you like. I like the concept of strategy games. I like the concept of like you have to get so deep into the minutia of something that it you're basically like you're ostensibly turned into like a 
five star general in a certain sense because I was you are... I wasn't a general. I was a, <laughs> you know I was a corporal. You hear that I, I was a yeah. corporal <laughs> in the South Sea. Forty six, I think. Wait, do navies have corporals? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a corporal. I was oh, a. God, uh, beach I forget place. what it was, but anyway, um, yeah, no, there were there were infrastructures where like our alliance had the leaders of the alliance. So there was a chain of command. There was a chain of command. There was a senate. There was like se- there are secret rooms. I was drawn to that uh, in the guilt of uh, the guilty system in WoW. Yeah, so that had that. So like tiny what? governments. Yeah, I so that stuff. So like you know, I had a good guild in WoW too. Like totally random people, but super cool. So my guild in WoW. Um, so way. Back in the day, Penny Arcade made a... They didn't make one guild. They didn't make two guilds. They had, like, an alliance of, like, ten guilds on a server. Because really? that's how many fans they had. Yeah. That could populate that many mm-hmm. guilds. Um, and they were all, like, inside jokes. And then, on the other side, there was another comic artist, a web cartoonist, who was friends with the Penny Arcade guy. So he made a Horde side one. And we had two guilds. And that was it. But, like, it was basically just these two fandoms kind of fighting each other across this yeah. server. It was a PvP server. Cool. But, yeah. So that was that was when WoW... That's when WoW was, like, at, when I was deep into WoW. Yeah, it's when, like, the you actual... You guys ever play WoW? I never... I, I was always afraid I would get sucked into it. I wonder why. There, there are a <laughs> lot of games that I never played because I knew I would get completely addicted to it and it would, yeah. it would ruin other aspects but of WoW life. was so... Like, they... I don't think you can make like you couldn't re-release WoW today like with new graphics and it would still work. But at the time, like they just nailed like the cities felt like cities because they had people moving around them. And I think it's gotten yeah. too big for its own. Like there's too many cities now. But like when you, if you got into WoW right around Burning Crusade, when like there was the main cities and like there are people there and it just felt like you were in this world. And their art direction in that game is so good mm-hmm. at making you feel like you're progressing from like area to area. I don't know. That game rocks. Well, I played Warcraft three. Then you would. That's also a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, World World I would. I would argue against the cities thing because, like, even when they expanded, like, every new expansion had like one city, one major city. Like Dalaran was the one city that everyone collected, and Wrath of Lich King or Shadrath was the one city. Dalaran was cool too, and with they the moved Dalaran. In it. So with, with Legion, it's going to be Dalaran again. They're just moving Dalaran. Oh, really? Into Dalaran like, looks really good. Lost Isles. Um. So yeah, what, cool. so you brought up. Activision Blizzard's acquisition of of MLG. What was your what was your take on it? Um, I also didn't read that much into it. I was learning a lot. Um, it 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 mostly just devolves into this conversation about esports and if esports are valuable. Which mm-hmm. you know I don't care whether or not they're valuable. Yeah. If someone finds some value in it, all you need to do like I don't think it's ever going to explode. It's anything huge. Yeah. It's I think it's already huge. But like it's huge, but not to the scale that it's not gonna be the NFL. It's huge. not on ESPN. But it has been. ESPN has invested heavily, actually. They are. And I think it's bigger. I think you guys are selling it a little short. I no, I'm on your I'm in your camp. I'm aware of how much money it makes and how much impact it's made in the industry. It might not be I mean it's not I was gonna ask you guys, do any of you watch any I don't watch I've I've watched a couple of what's the bit Evo? Watch like a couple Evo. Even that, I watched like matches. one fight, and I'm like, okay. But I hate hate watching people play video games. So I was gonna yeah. add, that was gonna be my next okay. question. Do you enjoy watching people play video games? I do. So I like watching giant bomb quick looks, but I think it's because it's it means to hearing. I like their personalities. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And I like watching them talk. But I, almost always when I 
listen when I I watch a quick look, I'm just listening to it. Yeah, watch our tab, and I'm always playing you. And so so much of um, video game broadcasting is the personality doing yeah. it. Yeah. See, for me, I like watching games if I'm in the room. <laughs> what? what the personalities? That's true. I will. Yeah. Wa- I will oh. sit next to someone and watch them play a game. Sometimes, yeah, but I could never like watch but, you play Legend of Zelda. So here's here's the thing: I, those are the types of games I like watching. If it's a game that has kind of a story and is very narrative driven, and often one player, yeah. that's the kind of thing where I will sit and watch someone else play that. Well, instead yeah. of watching, especially if it's Bioshock a game, it, like or if, oh yeah, see, like those, and if, especially yeah. if it's a game I've already played and I'm watching someone yeah. else play yeah. it for the first a, time. That's cool. Like, when Alex came over and he played the first half hour of, of Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, yeah. I would have happily sat there for three hours watching him play Legend of Zelda Link to, the, yeah. Link to the Past just to see him... Just him watching the game the whole time. Watching someone <laughs> connect with something... Like but Tim has the ways that I couch. That's not that fair. Was really <laughs> that was really interesting for me because this is a game you loved so much. And yeah. I, I was asking you stuff and you, know, you were leading me in, a, in an interesting way. Like, oh... Kind of go through there, like give me just enough to go off of and make it more interesting. <laughs> like You're I'll help you if you answer. want help, yeah. but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil what that game becomes for yeah. you when you do it yourself because that is where the magic. Of those I think games that's lie. something. So, well, I was gonna say I should probably do that because I haven't been able to get in a link to the yeah. past. Well, oh, I think I think that's a cool thing. Like, like I love watching movies that I love with other people. Yeah, because yeah. you, you want to watch it to confirm. That you trust them. Also true. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Like, you want to watch true. it so that you know that, like, you want them to experience what you experience. Yeah. The cool thing about games, I think the games do that no other medium does, is that you can have that shared experience, but because you're an active participant at yeah. one you are, yeah. it's it's almost a little more of like, uh, it becomes more personal. Like, it's like, it's like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not realer, but it's like, I feel like you're more involved. And like, you have a personal stake in it. But you get to watch someone else have parse the system. Yep. And I think that is really interesting. Yeah. Especially for games that you hold like near. Like, yes. If I watch, I would watch someone play Resident Evil 4. Because that game is like perfect. It's perfect. Game. So, here. Um, I had this interesting thought the other day. I told it to Dylan when we were out last night. Um, back in my freshman year of college, um, me and two of my roommates played Dead Space together. And one of my friends was always driving, but the two of us were kind of just sitting there in the, the background, because the game scared the living daylights out of all of us. And we sit there and... Really? Yeah. The, the first Death Space. It's scary, alright? Yeah. It's not that oh, scary. It's scary. I there should, are yeah. parts that are, and the audio design of that game is fucking phenomenal. Oh, dude, but it's that, so good. Yeah. I, I ended up playing Death Space 2 all the way through by myself, but... The needle thing in Dead Space dude, 2. Dude, oh my fuck. god. I have Dead Space 2. Uh, I'm just waiting yeah. until it's yeah. uh, backwards compatible. compatible. And as soon as, they, as soon as they make it backwards compatible, because so, I, I don't have my 360 hooked up right now, um... Which is the only reason I haven't played I give it within the next couple of months. The first Dead Space is like one of my favorite games, probably. Anyway, um, and tell me if, the, if what you think of this idea. We could do some kind of group Let's Play. Because yeah. I very much enjoy watching my friends play games. I'm like kind of like you. I could sit there mm-hmm. and watch my friends play games for hours. Well, and Dylan and I have been talking about doing... Uh, we're talking about like, games that have influenced us um, in terms of what we want to you know make and stuff. And we were thinking about getting a series where we play the games that were like just the influential game. So like yeah. Super Mario 64. Or like, I just got to figure out a way to emulate it and record it. You, you saw that person who like Good redid the first level of Super Mario 64 for a college project, right? You, you see that? In Unreal. Unreal. Yeah, yeah, Unreal. It's nuts. That's awesome. Um, I need to see that. But I think it's great. Yeah. I'm totally done. Yeah. Um, my, or just to sit and play video games. I like that. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's too. Awesome. My, my list is kind of more extensive because I like the concept of like, this isn't a game that I think is 
super influential to me. It's just a game that I remember playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, Taylor's list is already at like five million. You want to hear yeah. it? I no, it. no. I would love to hear it because I, actually, just send it to me because I need to. I'm tr- like trying to start mine. Uh, just like games that I either want to play or have played. Oh, by the way, I will yeah. have uh, next week. Just spoiler for something to look forward to. I will be bringing my virtual boy so that you can, no. all, so you can all experience my... Yeah. So we can all go blind. We should, yeah. we should record us. cross eyes. Cross-eyes. Yeah. Cross-eyes. That'd be sweet. We should uh, definitely do that. So yeah. I see I'll have that. Well, what was your other um, news thing? Yeah, you have two things you want to You don't want me to do this list? No, no, you, no, no. I was saying while you're pulling it up. No, I, I have it. Okay. Well, what's your, what was the news thing? Okay. Um, well, we'll do the list first and I'll do the other Are these the most influential games for you? These are not. These are just every game I remember ever playing. Oh, gosh. Um, it, the list right now is at 193. Okay. Um, Undertale is the very last item. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, fuck, we still got to talk about Undertale. We do. Which, I thought of something about Undertale to what you were saying earlier about games that influence you, and one of the reasons I like Undertale. We'll get to that. Don't let me forget. We, um, oh, we- what we'll do this week with Undertale is that we'll talk about it, I think, well, you have one more week, Dylan, you motherfucker. I can play in a week. It was just school. Get in the way. Dude, that final boss ends Mm. adds so many. Though I wasn't going to say anything about it. In terms of difficulty, start it it takes. It took me a long time. That's why I heard. I heard the. I'm stuck on it still, and it's infuriating me because the fucking flames. All right, we'll come to Undertale in a minute. Give me some highlights from that list. All right. Lunar Lander. Remember Lunar Lander? Dude, I played the fuck out of Lunar Lander. Lunar Lander is the best. The web game? Yeah, but it used to be an arcade game. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was made in 79. That game. That. So. The same Lunar way like, the, the Mario jump is so perfect, you you know Lunar Lander. Wait, black background, vector base, white lines. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Oh, it's oh, Lunar Lander. Yes. Yes. You like tap in the air. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. did play that game. Lunar I remember Lander. that game. All right. So I had a NES uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that I couldn't remember which one. Oh was. yeah, dude, that game's awesome. Um, well, there were a couple. Well, of them like the arcade one. Is it there. like Streets of Rage? So yes. the one with the okay. four player like. Semi kind of like side scrolling. That's yeah. that's a, Turtles in Time. No, no. So, but, but there wasn't like arcade shit. Like X Men, Simpsons, yeah. Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Well, there were three Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles games for the NES. I forget. It was you know it's one, two, and then three is like. Why was the project. Simpsons arcade game a side scrolling beat em up? But it was so good. It was just it was just graphics so for the, yeah. the same kind of. Yeah. Like we used to go to my, the movie game. theater that I would go to we growing up, and they had the Simpsons arcade game, and I would well, just why? four quarters into why it. Was that it was this, it was the exact same game as Ninja Turtles and X Men, and there were probably the others. X-Men game yeah. yeah, right. So they so just slapped a new skin on it for sorry, a you're, for you're a, a tie in. Yeah. So uh, the TMNT game was um, also two and a half to beat him up, yeah. but uh, I couldn't remember which one it was. All I remember is that the first level is inside a building. And that's basically it. And then there's a boss at the end of the building. So I was like looking up videos oh. for this. Mm. I was looking. I up think I played that. I've got. So who are the other animals? They're in the new live action movie. Crank, uh, Bebop, Bebop, and Bebop Rocksteady. Splinter is the is yeah, not the rat. Splinter. Um, uh, Rocksteady's the Rhino. Bebop, yeah, Bebop, yeah, Bebop, Bebop Rocksteady too. Bebop Rhino the, the bear or Rhino yeah. the pig. So and then Krang is the brain. Oh, um, Krang! I remember Krang. Wait, interesting sidebar. So apparently the comic series is big and ha- always has been. My college the, professor, the, is like my mentor, is obsessed with the, co- nice. the comics. <laughs> the killed Donatello in the comic series. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. It was like, Bebop, either Bebop or Rocksteady just fucking kills him. Yep. It's like, whoa. Jake, Jake Brolio was telling me, because he used to do comic book features, when he found out that they were going to kill Donatello, the day it came out, he bought like 50 copies of it and then sold them on eBay for five times what he bought before. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Flip them. It's crazy. My but cousin got Jake makes a lot of money. Two yeah, Star Wars limited edition tickets. 
Then he went to see the movie and he got limited edition tickets to the show, you know, that are like branded Star Wars on them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sold each ticket for 33 bucks. Uh, okay. No, oh, oh, saying, like, the fucking ticket stub was $33 on eBay. He still went to see the show. He yeah. saw the show. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a used, edition. expired ticket. <laughs> That's funny. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, I kept my tickets. But like, I have a NES Ninja Turtles game in my closet, in my office, at my house. Are we calling it NES now? Is that what people I call it? Whatever you want to call it. NES, NES, Nintendo. Um, but I call it Super Nintendo. I call it Super Nintendo. I don't like SNES. I don't like SNES. Nintendo. Like SNES does something to me that like makes me. Yeah. I agree. SNES. Or like in the comics, snicked the noise that Wolverine's claws make when they come out. But I can bring next next time. I can bring my Nintendo and I can bring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game that I I have. We can see if it's the one that you remember. So four-year-old me, why I figured out which one it was. Oh, so okay. four-year-old me thought this game was super fucking difficult, and it and it was, I think, because yeah. it was a beat 'em up. But yeah, the first boss is it's Rocksteady, and Rocksteady has like this drill elevator that drills through the floor of the the room, uh, and then he comes out and you fight him. And I remember that it's the arcade game, but they ported I the, remember arcade, the game arcade game to the Nintendo. Yep. So it's like a low-res version of the arcade game. So I remember that. Nice. Um, yeah, you were comparing screenshots to try and find it, right? Yeah. I went... Oh, it is. So I played the arcade one of that. I know exactly what I want now. <laughs> so this is Bionicle online game that both Mason and I played. I put... You wait! Yes! 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 I totally forgot about that! The, it, it still the, works. Like Matt, yes! Yes! It still works. Someone's archived it. And there's a running version online. So Dan, I, I have the URL. I played that game as they made more content for it. Yeah, I do. Like, I remember when it wasn't done. So it's basically a Flash based. Um, I think it's Flash. It's like Mist. Oh, I love Mist. And it's, it's all. Game. I played oh a God. lot of Mist. I played like, a lot of Riven too. I remember when the opened up. Was it Galley? Was she the first one? Yeah, she's one? the one you go to the water. They opened up her her section. Oh my God, that game rocked. Do you guys have the movie? Dude, the, the yeah. first movie, there's like three movies now. Yeah. My, yeah. my yeah, little brother and I used to play Coley Ball <laughs> in a hallway with two oh, uh, shitty hockey sticks. That was the first internet I forum I joined. There was a, like a Bionicle forum for people who were obsessed with Bionicle. And I was all up on that. You want to know the first forum I joined? Besides like Game Facts? Pornhub? Was in <laughs> <laughs> Elder Scrolls role-playing forum. Oh no! Uh, so like, oh no! You play through forum posting. Yeah, wow. I've seen that for a while. We just pull my nerd card out right there. Wow. Oh man! Did you guys ever? Did you guys ever? You guys. And so, for those listening, I'm not that old. I'm not that much older than me. He wrote dinosaurs to school on pillow both ways. When we're talking, since we all, since we all kind of came about as technology was developing, technology developed very rapidly. And so even five years difference is a lot. So my question here may not be relevant to you guys. Did you guys ever play, did you guys play DOS based text RPGs? I I think I just missed that. So, you know, in Saints Row 3. Uh, I haven't played Saints Row. In Saints Row, so in Saints Row 3, there's a whole sequence. There's a, Saints Row is a open world kind of GTA like game, right? Yeah. There is an entire sequence. It's like Zork. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty good. I it's played. I played hilarious. A, what, what is Zork? Text based. Text based. Yeah, it's like, um, I've I've played like a mud before. Yeah, just like online uh, online version. Multi user dungeon. I totally forgot about this until just now. One of my friends and I on the cross country team would he he was like the dungeon master, and whenever we would do long runs because we were so bored, he would like run me through text based levels. He would just come up with them on the fly. That's pretty cool. He called it Forest Man. That's awesome. Dylan was our dungeon master. 
So I have a question for Dan, since we all just, all three of us just freaked out about that Bionicle. Do you know what Bionicle is? A Lego system? Yeah, okay. It's a, right, right. So, I mean, I know, is, is, is that yeah, the Bionicle yeah. we're talking about? Well, but but there's like a mythology, well, not a mythology. Oh, okay, see, so, like, no, I don't know that. So there's Bionicle like a lore behind it. was like, Lego's like, we need to get into the action figure game. Right, no, I remember when, I remember when Bionicles came out, and it, and... So they created a super cool world. I thought it was yeah. awesome. But the world is cool because it's based off of, like, Samoan... Pacific Islander culture. The art style. Which also pissed awesome. the Samoans off See, like, so to no end. <laughs> the, one of the reasons I never got into Bionicles is, as, as a kid, I, I didn't like how much the art style deviated from traditional Legos. Oh, yeah. And I really liked traditional Lego. Oh. And so, like, I was, I was really big. The sets that I had that I played with as a kid in Legos were, um, Pirates. Yeah, Pirates I had a lot yeah. of Pirates. Dude, I had Lego Castle. And Castle was the other Castle one. Castle was And so, I don't think so. Johnny Thunder, man. Um, but but so when my uncle came out, it just seemed like such a departure for me. It didn't seem like Lego. So yeah, it wasn't Lego. It so was totally different. I didn't I didn't I mean, get it was into Technic. it. It's based off the Technic. Yeah, stuff. and I and, and, and it, it originally came out of like a Technic because I remember seeing stuff that was branded as Technic and Bionicle. Yeah. So I think and that's yeah, and I think it was when Technic came. I out. I didn't like Technic very much. I didn't either, right. and that's Same. um yeah. Anyway, so my Technic was their like attempt to like rival um. Connects. Yeah, yes. which I was into Connects and I was into I also liked like Steel Tech oh. and uh the other one that you use actual screws and like so I like building things. Rector set. Rector's. Yeah, yeah. Rector's. I remember, Rector's. Actually I actually did really like Technic and that, I think I got into it around like nineteen ninety nine when the Phantom Menace came out. Because I remember having like Yeah, the, the did you have the Droidica? Uh I, yes. I had the Droidica that you could roll out and it would roll My greatest accomplishment as a little kid was I had like a race car Technic set that I tore apart completely and then I rebuilt it so that it had two modes so it would have like a quad wheel mode and I built it so that there was a Lego, regular Lego seat in it and they put a minifigure inside of it and then I could flip it and in flipping it it would be dual wheels and almost like kind of like a Segway kind of thing and the guy would be mounted and did it completely just out of my own head Sweet. and it worked. And I was nice. like, this is amazing. That's awesome. Nice. But yeah, but Bionicle is really cool because it also it has the Samoan thing, but like it also has a lot of like Greco-Roman stuff where mm. all the Toas, which are like these mm-hmm. keepers the of, of elements. Mm-hmm. There's six, not four. Six. Yeah. So it's ice, water, fire, earth, rock, air. Okay. And now, the air one kind of like the forest. Now, can we yeah. name them? I uh well Onyx? I cheated because I no, no. no. So I Onua, Tahu, Pohatu, Gali, Gali, the Kopaka is Kopa. ice because that was my um, favorite. Yeah, because he had the sword and shield. And Everyone loved. And him. you're missing the air one. I love the uh, Onua. No, that's Earth. No, I know, uh, but I love the Onua. Uh, He's green. Uh, I just saw it because of, but the, the, the 2015 reboot. With the Mask of Light movie that you're talking about is when they re they came up with like series two of them yeah and they had like the yeah, all their cool. weapons could also become like surfboards Th- that yeah. was the <laughs> first like they had um as it went on it kind of had this dragon ball z element of like introducing new like an enemy and there was a system based off the enemy and so first it was these little like um worm-like creatures and then they had these like scary masks and shit the and ones that rolled up were cool the yeah, ball yeah. Ones. what so were they called sweet. i can't remember 
It's Bionicle it. was cool, man. Were any of you guys ever into Masters of the Universe? Yeah, like He-Man no, stuff? Man. Sorry. I'm not a big He-Man fan. I was a Transformers so, guy. I was a Transformers guy, too. I was I was somehow into all of it. Um, someone must have figured out early on the system of of narrative and consumer-like elements that would get people to buy shit over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, his name's George Lucas. <laughs> but, like, these little changes, they introduce an enemy, and then all the heroes change based off that, and they're... Like, well, you've seen the Transformers it. movie, right? Oh, totally. Where they kill everyone? They'll kill everyone. Oh, the the Transformers. The yeah. Transformers. Not, Transformers. not Michael Bay. No, the anime yeah, yeah. one. Yeah. Who yeah. dies besides Optimus? Optimus, um, Megatron dies. I guess technically. They killed him to make new toys. Girl, yeah, Megatron. Totally. That movie um, rocks. Yeah. I love that movie. But no, that, that stuff fascinates me. Just the way that, like, oh, here's our easy end to an entire new line of toys. Yet still engaging as far as the narrative standpoint goes. Like yeah. that's that's why. Well, because really it's. Well. I mean, that's the thing is you got to get the kids to buy in. The oh, show yeah. sucks, but I <laughs> I only bought Beast Wars because I watched Beast Wars. Dude, Beast Wars was what was the name of the planet? The Transformer. Oh, Cybertron. No, no the the planet in the Transformers movie that ate the other planets. Oh, Unicron. Unicron. Um, voiced Unicron. by. Uh, yeah, that's what I was looking up. Not Orson Welles. Was it Orson Welles? Yes, it is Orson Welles. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's his, like, last that was the last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Last, yeah. Yeah. last film credit. Oh, that's right, and he was as big as you. Yeah, he was. I was. I had, dude. I had so many Transformers toys, and yeah. tragically, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, I cannot believe you guys threw away like all those toys. There was like one so year, one year. I think it was when we moved houses, and I just wasn't paying attention because I was all into cool stuff like music and girls. And then, like years later, when I went to go find all these toys, yeah. they were just gone. Dude, I had the same thing happen. That was a bunch moved. of my Star Wars toys. I just found out this Christmas. My mother just gave so away. much money. Oh, my um, one of my prized possessions is the Lego Island minifigure that comes with the video game. And there's this minifigure. His name is Infomaniac. And Wait, he came with it, dude. The Infomaniac what was, was in Lego Magazine. All what the hell was Lego Infomaniac? Infomaniac? Infomaniac. 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 But now that you Big say difference. that, it seems like they should have avoided that. <laughs> Not really, right? Oh my god, I remember this. Yeah. So there's this many figures. If you're going to build a mountain or break by break the song. I yeah. knew all the songs that were. Break by break. There was, so there's a many figure that came oh with god. it. Oh my god. That thing was missing for probably six years. And then one day, it? it was, yeah, that guy. It literally, it's, it's, it's in my apartment. I remember Lego Island coming out, but. Uh, Whoa! This was like my favorite game. Like I, I popped it. so much time into Dude, this. You can't give pizza to the guy in the jail. This was it PC? It was PC, not yeah, it was PC. Yeah, so I, I two was consoles. It's objectively a terrible game. Like <laughs> I played it because my oh, grandparents still had it on their computer. That's where I had it, and wow. I played it, and it sucks. There's a really good giant bomb video where they play it. I know it's one of the funniest ones. And like Ryan Ayers is losing his shit when they split <laughs> apart because like um. There's only one guy who like remembers it from his childhood, and everyone else is like wigged out of their mind that anything is going on because the Infomaniac literally just like pops into existence when he needs to talk to you. <laughs> so he like expands onto the screen. He's like, "Well, hello," and he's like doing this. He's like, "Well, I'm going to go now," and then he, like his body just splits apart and flies in five different directions. I feel like I vaguely remember this. But it's a game that we. I did. Play I did play PC yeah. games, but I played a lot of Star Wars PC games. Did you play the Phantom Menace game? Uh, I play so I have I play the Pod Racers on N sixty four. That game I was, was that the one with like rock. the chibi like big head little dudes like kind of like a no. Car. You're thinking no. of um no that that that's a Pod Racer. They made like a chibi Pod Racer. Game. Yeah. yeah, but Star Wars Pod uh, no, Racer. No, I got Star Wars Pod Racer, which is you actually like upgrade your Pod. It racer. was so it was, cool. It's a sweet game. I've got it. I can we can do a whole series on playing retro video games. Well, and you, you would so oh, the yeah, controls were you controlled each engine. 
Yeah. Oh. So to turn, you like down cluster. throttle yep. one, and then you oh, use the two triggers. It was so cool. Did you guys cool. ever play? I think it was called Connectica. Um, Where the mo- they have the wheels in their hands. Yeah. I did play that it game. It was like, super fast, and you could do like, tricks with the analog sticks to speed boost. It was, had really unique mm-hmm. controls. It's kind of like, it's kind of like F Zero snowboarding game. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Snowboarding plus F Zero with a Tron esque. Overcoat. Mm. Did you ever play um, Arctic Thunder in the arcade? Oh yeah, I bought that for PlayStation really? Two. Yeah. That's um, on this list. Too. I had Hydro Thunder. For Hydro Dallas Thunder. Fest. Midway released a bunch of those arcade games for consoles, and I was obsessed with all. So there's a Midway for Lego Dimensions. There's a Midway set. This is an arcade cabinet. It's just an arcade cabinet for <laughs> it, its Defender, and then it's like the minifigures, like generic. Arcade player dude. It's really bizarre. He looks cool, weird. but he has like a giant quarter. Is like, <laughs> like pizza piece. size. Yeah. Well, no, it's not that big, but it's like the coins, like how the coins yeah. are like oh, that's cool. this big compared to their that's hands. That's funny. Yeah. You sent yeah. me a photo of the Disney Infinity Kylo Ren figure. I have it. It's great. And now I like I'm every time I go to the store and I see Disney Infinity, I'm like, today's the day I'm going to the cave in and buy this thing and just go down this hole. I so can't I, do it. I, I nearly, I mean, so I got the Kylo Ren figure. I nearly fell down the hole just by having that one figure. <laughs> it's it's hard enough for me to not buy a bunch of the Nintendo Amiibos. The game and I like is really good, the third one. The Star Wars one. It's the best Star Wars I, game. I've watched the gameplay. The only reason I didn't buy it was because watching the X-Wing gameplay, I was like, this is so cool. And then I realized that it's not actually going anywhere. It was kind of just like existing in 3D space and then you control it. Like, you could literally just have the X-Wing stay in space. I was like, that's lame. The, um, and the whole Spider-Man swinging not on the buildings. The guys that made the last Devil May Cry game did the, oh, did the, the lightsaber combat. combat. Yeah, they did the combat system for that. They're, they're actual combos. I love the like, time button presses. Fun, fun fact, the first Devil May Cry was... Which is a Shinji Mikami game. It was developed to be the next Resident Evil Resident game. Resident Evil game. Yeah. And then oh. it got too action-oriented. So when Re- before Resident Evil 4 came oh. out... After Resident Evil 3, they were they were developing Resident Evil 4, and it got too action-oriented, and so they spun it off and said, let's just go full balls to the wall. Yeah. What, what if and that's did. where Devil May Cry came. What if that became you know, the trend? that guy made Resident Evil 4. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Uh, I remember a couple months Maybe ago, they, they, had a, they had Resident a, Evil 1, 2, 3, 4, 0, Code Veronica, everything except for 5 and 6. So Code exactly. Veronica's one didn't come out, right? Like Code Veronica, Veronica came out. Oh, okay. That was on Dreamcast. That's right. So you remember Resident Evil Outbreak? No, we're not going down this hole again. Yeah, yeah Resident Evil. There are a lot of Resident Evil spinoffs. So going back to Disney Infinity, uh, a couple months ago they put out uh, an open ballot for figures they wanted. They they haven't Ooh. made, but they were like, "What do you want?" And Luigi. is that how Tron made it in there? No, that's the guy that runs it is a big Tron guy. <laughs> oh, okay, is that Vinyaki? It's Vinyaki. Okay. Um, no, but it was like very ups- it, so blue. I think like Winnie the Pooh or something, but like Darkwing Duck. Oh, Darkwing Duck win. Love Darkwing Duck. I think she was. Cool. I, think I don't know what. I remember, but like, that was so if they make a Darkwing Duck minifig or minifigure, or Darkwing Duck figurine, mm. the figures look good. They look. Like, I, they I, look love good. The yeah, I love the art style. Cool. Yeah, I like the yeah, Aladdin like, one. Sophisticated yet simple. Yeah. Like they talk about um, it on the podcast. Do you guys it. know who Mike Mignola is? Yes, Hellboy. Um, Hellboy and all of his work, everything he touches is. Did those he do th- those? No. Oh, I'll get to that in a second. Like, I love his art style. I love literally everything I he love does. Hellboy. Oh, dude. And I love We're going to talk about that soon. I um, love Guillermo del Toro as a director. So, yeah. Disney's Atlantis. Was I based- like Ron Perlman. I love Disney's Atlantis. <laughs> love Ron Perlman, too. Disney's Atlantis was based off his art style. That's and right. And Treasure Planet. That's right. And Treasure Planet. And the art style in Disney so Infinity is very much indicative of that. Like, you can see some elements in there um, of that, like, simple yet, yet 
Um, yeah. It's afraid to very geometric style. Yeah. Um, and I like the colors. They're all like these flat colors. Oh, yeah. Cool. I don't know. It's just good. It's looking. Good looking stuff. I bought Wendy a uh, Wool Yoshi amiibo for Christmas. Mm. And the best part is that it works for Mario Maker. Yep. Because there's oh. a Wool Yoshi. Oh, so you actually get to use an amiibo. Yeah, there's yep. a sprite. So it's just like, boop. You unlock the green Wool Yoshi. I'm like, it's so funny. Yeah. The reason that this. came like full circle because <laughs> I used to do toy production. That's card right. production. Well, yeah. they do card production. Yeah. They're a card cool. company. Because it used to be a, yeah. Their whole goal as a company is just to be a 200 year company. Yeah. They're booting to them. They played playing cards for, what, 100 years before they even touched like It's just, I think that's just like a cool mm-hmm. mission statement where it's like, oh, like, we can do, right, just 200 years. Nintendo, Nintendo fascinates so, me because they do things just so differently than every other major player in the video game world. And I, I really respect a lot of what they do. Even when they fail, I, I respect how they do it. Like well, we they, that the story, I read this amazing, amazing story about the development of the Virtual Boy, and the person who was charged with developing it, and what he went through to develop it, and what it meant to his career, and all of the different things, and how only at a company like Nintendo could all of that have actually occurred and gone down the way it went down. And it's just a really, I'll have to find the article. Well, and all the pieces that came out about. Um, Iwata actually passed away. Yeah. yeah. The same thing where he was yeah. a company man and he was just, they just facilitated him. They just found work for him. Yep. And I think that people, and the people always talk about Nintendo as like, you work, like, you don't have any work. It's Nintendo's work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that, I do take and that some, is part of that Japanese, like, we talked about Konami a little bit and the issues with like how they treated Kojima and uh, Capcom has some issues related to that. That, that, my understanding is, that Japanese combat issues keeping the lights on. Man. Older, older Japanese tech companies that are focused on entertainment. There's a. It's just part of that company culture that's very different. Than but you don't hear the same thing about Sony. Yeah, um, Sony has such a international presence at this point. I think, I think you're probably right. Sony of America is running the show just as much as Sony Japan. Is. And, well, and, I think it's honestly, Sony. It's do you SCE, think of so, like Europe. Sony has never been a. I think that software development and hardware development are very different things. And even today, I don't think of Sony as a software developer. What are you talking about? They're, they are. The they are. Game. Yeah, they are. Say. But I don't think of them as... I don't. They're not as intrinsically linked to the software the way Nintendo is. Sony could stop making titles tomorrow, and the PS4 would still be the best selling The Last Guardian ever. will never come out. <laughs> but, but if Nintendo stopped making titles, they would not sell any hardware because it's all in their IP. It's yeah. all in their titles. And so... You're totally right. I just, it's a different mentality. It's a different focus. It's not to say they don't, it's not to say it's not a priority for them, but I mean, you, what's Sony's big, Sony's biggest moneymaker, Sony's largest moneymaker, hands down, is on, on, hardware, hardware. Is, is, no, it's on, um, movies. Their game division and their film division are both their own. Yeah, like, yeah. Their hardware is not what else is Hardware is not TV sucks. Their phones suck. I own some. Yeah. So their cameras are amazing. No, no, no. I mean, product, I mean, but, I mean but, like revenue generating. But they're not revenue generating. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're not, so they're very forward thinking. So they're like, really good quality. So, so the thing that a lot of people don't realize, both Nikon and Canon use Sony sensors in their digital cameras. You told me that before. Sony's cameras themselves. Don't use all these things. innovations. I'm just um, but they're not, they innovate, but they don't necessarily they don't reap the benefits. They're the, the ones that introduced the mirrorless cameras. Well, they were the ones did. that introduced the transistor. I mean, that was Canon. Yeah. I mean, Sony 
like when it comes to hardware, Sony is one of the biggest innovators. Well, they have some of the like the last years. Like one of like people um, point to him as like the smartest like hardware tech in the world. Mark Stern. Yeah. So, yeah, we go over this a lot in um, my especially the strategic management class I just finished. It's just like you know, what do you get first mover advantage? Do you get you know mm-hmm. things like this? Should you be a cost leader? Should you be same thing in positioning? Yep. Differentiator. You should always be like first. Well, sometimes it's not beneficial. Like, or well, you in, can't in, be. in in brain, they always say if you're the first one, that's yeah. Like, well, if the idea is good. Well, but if you're a stat, like if you're if you're introducing a product and it doesn't exist yet, if you can be first, you can fix the product later. But a lot of times, quality won't outshine it for a long. Like if you're looking at like the time span it takes to actually outshine the first, it takes longer, and you're you're better interested into finding a different segment to go into and be first there. Huh. Which is why, like, you see it, you can see it happening in games, independent yep. games. When they were new, like the scene was new, a lot of independent studios did very well. Now, it's 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 impossible because the the sorting thing. It's not impossible, but like it's it's a it's different scene. The lower Think about, I mean, you can look at it in the history. So why was why was the NES better than the the Sega Master System? Because it was the first one on the scene. Sega does what Nintendo. Does. No, that, that's, <laughs> that's uh, why did why was the PlayStation so revolutionary? It was the first one to use discs. Why? Was, I mean, it's all these. You know, they're they're. The history of gaming definitely has that. I think quality um, does. Well, I'm not arguing quality. Bad quality can damage you in a way. It's oh, totally. repairable. Uh-huh. And at the same time, if being, you're good enough, being too much, too much of the first, too much of a good thing. You, you know, the Sega Dreamcast is a good example of that. Sega Dreamcast was one of the most revolutionary video game systems when it came out, but it was so no bizarre. But it was Dreamcast. one of the first. It was one of the first consoles that used Ethernet. Ethernet. It yeah. was oh, yeah. one of the it first. Star. Um, it, it had a lot of different unique qualities to it that made it a really it ahead powerful. of its time console. It was very powerful. The problem was, was a year later the PS2 came out and dwarfed it. Because, like, nope, the problem was the PS2 came out and had DVD support. No, if, if the Dreamcast had DVD support, the Dreamcast would have done what the PS2 did. Are you sure? Are you sure it's not also just a library? Yes. The Dreamcast has fantastic games. No, it does. I don't know, I'm not saying and the, wrong. And, and, and the Dreamcast, the Dreamcast was less powerful. Beforehand. The mm-hmm. Dreamcast... It's all DVD. I promise you. I, I will, the disc I will format has nothing to do with the, the yeah, it does. Right? It does. Because the reason the PS2 is the best-selling console of all time until the Wii took it over no, is that... I'm saying, I'm saying the disc... You can have a DVD player that can generate shitty graphics and one that can generate better graphics. I mean, right. I'm, I'm saying that the hardware inside the Dreamcast was... The PS2 was a stronger system. It made better looking games. But he's the arguing that the DVD purposes of playing movies. I'm arguing that the right. So the Dreamcast came out a year and a half earlier, had a great library of games. Mm-hmm. But when the PS2 came out, because the PS2 had built in DVD support. I'm not arguing that point. It was cheaper to buy a PS2 to get DVD in your house. Uh-huh. And so PS2 took off in more ways than just gaming. It was not until much later but that the PS2 actually had the games to support rivaling the Dreamcast. And I think that the Dreamcast, if the Dreamcast had DVD support when it was released, mm-hmm. it would have it would have had mass adoption. But it, the very system quickly. itself has the, the the components in the Dreamcast were not as powerful as. But that the doesn't PS2. matter because the PlayStation Two was not about the PlayStation Two was the first video game console that got into homes for reasons other than video games. People, people, and that's where video games really went to the masses, right? Was because the PS2, mm-hmm. it was right, the PS2 and the Matrix. Because when the Matrix came out on DVD, everybody had to have the Matrix on DVD. Game. 
I've I've not played the that. Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Do, oh, yeah. Wait, did didn't we have an argument about this? Wait, that's not on the because list. Then you put that on the list. That game is one of the worst fucking games I've ever played. I loved that. Game. Yeah, you did. I never played it. I was a child. It so had the shitty. Uh, <laughs> the secret where you're driving the ship. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, outside, like in the mm-hmm. actual outside mm-hmm. Matrix. It sucks. That game is awful. All right, we got. I got to save the podcast. Oh, take a break. We're back. Wait, a spring on us, huh? Yeah, spring on us. I gotta like you know. It's like jumping into the pool. You gotta do it. Yeah, the pool's gonna get hard. Pool, huh? You gotta pee in the pool. I pee in the pool. I'll I'll come out and say I pee. I've never, never not peed in the pool. (laughs) I pee in every single pool I've ever. Throwing a baby (laughs) roof in a pool. Me too. Like you could put me in a in a, in a hot tub with ten other people, I still be in it. Oh, he wants to clear the hot tub. That's a whole sort of nasty that we don't need to get into. Oh, I don't know why I was so frank about admitting. I'm just saying, like I, I, don't, I, don't I come care. out. I'm not. I'm. This is a judgment free zone. I pee in the shower. This is a judgment free zone. How dare you, dude? Some people are like anti peeing in the shower. Some yeah, people I don't are understand that. I pee in the shower too. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the ward. <laughs> the ward utility. So, Richard Utilities. Um, Shower pee. So, net neutrality. <laughs> I should pee wherever I want. So, so our ceiling in our kitchen and our bathroom. This is the Oregon militia's fighting for. <laughs> <laughs> it You're right. Talk about peeing in the shower. Hey, I'm sorry. There's <sighs> so our ceiling in our bathroom is 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 is, that was cool. is wood painted black. And I see a red door, and yeah. I want to paint, paint it black. black. Yeah, I got that's just, just okay. song. It's the Rolling Stones, guys. Come on, you could not leave me hanging like that. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. And so, <sighs> also, so when, Wendy bought me this new this bar bar of soap that it, it's black. This and, is a video games podcast. All right, well, let me tell my soap story. <laughs> <laughs> And so the, the soap, the, the soap of enchantment. No, all right, so I no, dropped I'm, it. I'm done with the soap. No, tell the fucking story. Sorry. So here's the story. So black soap. So <laughs> the sequel of Black Mirror. Uh, so uh, it, it's it, by the Black Mirror in the black bathroom. It oh. it dries on my skin, so it'll just be like a black patch of soap that. Doesn't look like soap when it dries. Just looks like a black patch of like I don't know dead skin or something. So I literally like took Ooh. off a, my it's shirt. Really grossing me out, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, I took off my shirt one day and I saw a patch there. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And I realized it was soap. So I know you you said you took off your shirt and you meant like in your house. <laughs> but I just assumed you were like inside <laughs> at work. Yeah. <laughs> you were like, "That's fun." <laughs> and so Wendy, wow. so it's also putting these black patches on the tiling on the back, bottom of the, of the shower. Yeah. And when he thought the ceiling was peeling off. <laughs> I've got raccoons in my ceiling, and I'm pretty sure they're going to come through it. Yeah. <laughs> they're squirrels. Yeah. Why are you upgrading the, the mammal? Because I heard one fall the other day, and it's, it sounded like a toddler fell down. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck, dude. I mean, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, what did they come home from? It was like, <laughs> dude, the, yeah, I think it just like rolled in and just like spoken all day outside. <laughs> Suck. Getting high, eating Cheetos. <laughs> what was your other news story? Yeah. You had one other thing you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they announced the price for the Oculus. Who doesn't know what the price is? $600. Okay, so you all know. Sorry. It's, pretty, I should, I, it's, yeah. it's been pretty reported on. Okay. Yeah. That's so let's do a little round robin. You guys don't have PCs, though. Is that so? So no, that's, I have that's a PC. part. That is part of the You're story. That is part oh. of the story. It's relevant oh. because the guy who founded Oculus originally came out and said, "Oh, it's probably going to cost you What's around fifteen hundred to eighteen hundred dollars." Palmer Lucky. Yeah. Palmer Lucky. 
Um, Lucky Palmer sounds better. But uh, isn't that the the sweet tea lemonade? But but he was he was coming out and saying that it'll probably cost you that much to buy because you have to have a powerful PC to run the Oculus. He said fifteen hundred. Yeah. So he said you'll need to buy them together. And so when he first said this price of fifteen hundred, everyone, oh my god, the Oculus Rift is going to cost fifteen hundred dollars. And then he came out and said, no, that's the cost of what it would be if you don't have a PC and you would need to buy it and and to get the Oculus. Um, so then everyone was like, oh, well, it's not going to cost that. So what's it going to cost? And he's like, I don't know, something like $300. So when he came out and said $600 oh, I never saw any game last week, mm-hmm. everyone was like, wow, that's way more than what it's we thought it was going to be. I mean, yeah, um, but... Yeah. So for me, yeah, I don't have a PC. I've thought about getting a PC, but right now, I don't have the money to get a PC and a $600 Oculus Rift. It's not going to happen. $900 PC. So like, well, uh, wait, cool so, thing- so this won't work with Mac? No. No. Your Mac wouldn't be able to render it, dude. Yeah. You, you need you need like a, a dedicated. No, yours would. Yeah, it would. I looked up the specs. I don't think wow. the discrete graphics on yours would work. What do you I have? have a thirty five hundred dollar laptop. I, I'm not With saying crazy... I'm not assaulting. I'm saying that like yeah. no, what I, the Oculus demands just from your video. I, I looked. Alone? I, I did look it up because I was curious. Because okay. um, I've got it's. I'm not like personally um, judging your decisions. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Mason. But he will. I put a lot of money that I shouldn't have put into this computer into the computer. (laughs) Um, No, it's it's yes, it would be powerful enough, um, but it's Mac. So hey, man, your game, your computer's power enough to do whatever the fuck you want. Okay, man. Thanks, Mason. At least my skin's not weird black flakes. Yeah, what the (laughs) hell? I washed it off <laughs> with the soap again. With the soap. The, soap. the weird thing oh, God, is, black legs in Dylan's been places. sitting here shirtless the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we were wondering why he looked like he had a disease. Anyway. Black plague. Black plague. Leper. Um, Leprosy. That's right. Blackface. So, so, anyway, so what are the specs? What are the minimum requirements for... I think it's a 970, which is what's in my computer. Which is how much? 300? My card? Yeah. Uh, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 350. My PC that I built over the summer was a thousand bucks. Okay. That was the most, I, you know what's sick about that? So I built the PC. I'm like, sweet. This is awesome. Yeah. And I went to school and I had to buy a thousand dollar laptop and I was like, damn it. <laughs> um, you should have just brought your tower to class every day. I brought it to school one time. Yeah. For, one for, the, connect for the connect thing. thing. Mm-hmm. The, um, all right. So a lot of people are saying VR is dead on arrival. The, the, just like the esports argument, I could not give less of a shit. Just let the market decide yeah. what's going to happen. Well, like, I, I hate pundits talking about stuff in, like that. When we did the VR at the um the game jam, like that was like a big deal. That was amazing. Me. That like blew my mind. Have you guys done it before? No, I've only used Google Cardboard, and even that was such a delightful experience. Bro, I cannot wait to get my. But that dev kit that we used, I don't know if it was DK one or DK two, but it was. It wasn't. Like on par with cardboard, but if you enjoyed your cardboard experience, you're gonna enjoy. I'm sure and it's the, better. I mean, I'm sure the, the, the thing about Oculus, Oculus is, is gonna be wild. The uh, field of view, yeah, is so encompassing, whereas cardboard is a little more. It's tunneled, narrow. Yeah, man, I just it, it. It's the kind of thing that you see it. Everyone says you have to do it to understand, but like it is like, it's nuts, and yeah. like I'm. Just wire me in. Just fucking put me into the future. I'm put, okay. put, put Mason in a chair. Put an IV in his arm so, yeah. and say goodbye. I've got astronaut. So here's the specs. Um, 8 gig computer with Windows uh, 7 or later. Intel i5 4590 equivalent or greater. And I either, just got that. Yeah. Either an NVIDIA GeForce GTX 970 or an AMD 290 equivalent or greater. Dude, I knew my stuff going into this conversation. I knew what it needed. So it's cool is that when they announce specs, like that's literally what my PC is. Yep. It's an i5 970. My um, I was talking to one of my groupmates in the project, and he's information systems, and he has an Acer laptop, and his Acer laptop has the 
GTX 750M. The mobile chip? Yeah. I was like, wow. Their mobile chips have got, because of cell phones, oh. um, all the NVIDIA, like, small, and apparently NVIDIA's got, like, a big car initiative. That's their, like, new I heard about thing. that. Well, they have that new, That's, uh, what's, what's this living room console, too. Car? The shield thing. The shield thing, yeah. yeah. People say good things. Oh, fuck. So, speaking of which, new internet, streaming in my house, new router, seamless. So, yeah. I can stream from my PC to my Mac over wireless, and I was playing Borderlands the pre-sequel last night, didn't even notice it. No lag? No lag. That's good. That's awesome. Um, so that's pretty sweet. So go get a link. Steam Link. I mean, people people like that thing, and whatever their streaming tech is, is nuts because like it, it's not even like like manageable because the old one used to be like this is good enough. I can play like, but this is like I couldn't tell, mm-hmm. and I didn't get any drops or anything. So, so are you guys gonna buy on an Oculus? No. At this point, no. Yeah, probably not. You know what? I might actually get when it comes out is Morpheus because I have a PS4. Is that? Yeah, Sony's. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, Sony you... VR is what they're calling it now. Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> what, what if if Morpheus ships with the like the dogfighting Eve online Eve Valkyrie? Thing? Eve Valkyrie, Oculus I will buy that shit in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Oculus Eve Valkyrie's Oculus exclusive. Oh well, there's Elite Dangerous, which is basically, <sighs> or is that? Uh, no, Elite's more dangerous. space sim, but it's still cool. Uh, I have an Oculus de- development kit. Really? And it's in the living room. Yeah, it's the first one. Our yeah. our friend. Sell- yeah. I, I don't know if I should sell it. He let me borrow it, and he just never came back to oh, get it. Shit. So, uh, did you hear about the Kickstarter edition? For that? That's really cool. I think that's cool. I think it's really so. Cool. Anyone that backed it to the price of getting the original dev kit, they're getting a free version of the consumer. Wow. Yeah, that's actually yeah. that is cool. Yeah. That will go a long way to inspiring. Well, it's just loyalty. but I think they need to get it into as many hands as possible yeah. because word of mouth is so important for that product. Like, I think it's going to be interesting. So I could see. Who's going to die in VR? If you die in VR, do you die in real life? Right. <laughs> Inception this shit. Um, I could see it being something where they're like VR parlors and almost like the the rise of the arcade again, again where people mm-hmm. can't afford... I saw someone talking about that too. I people can't afford idea. to buy that six... Or they're not... To them, it's still going to be such a luxury product at $600. Guy as far but as the world can see. if you go oh. and sit in this room where you've got, you know, eight chairs and you pay hourly and you sit down and... You know, you, have you seen you the VR this. rooms? No. Where they have you wear a headset and the building is constructed in a certain way. So the the you're wearing a backpack that's doing that's connected to a VR headset. Mm-hmm. And they create these scenarios based around the architecture of the building. So you wear a VR headset but move around and walk around and interact with stuff. It looks it's like the fucking the Star Trek uh Hollow Room. What's it called? Holodeck. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. I I think you're right. I think that that's a cool model. And I think you can do a lot with also... I think people want to go do stuff like those... Uh, what are those? The puzzle rooms? That like big trend. Puzzle rooms, yeah. There's one in Burstman. Oh, yep. like, really? I see on Escape rooms. Time. Yeah. We should do one. We should do one. We should. We would crush it. That would be really fun. <laughs> We'd either crush it or fail miserably at it. Because we just couldn't like cohesively figure it <laughs> oh, out. God. It's like, like, no, it's this. Dylan's over there like rubbing blacks on him. Dan's got his virtual boy. Alex is making spreadsheets. And, <laughs> Sitting in the yeah. corner crying I'm and rocking sorry. back and forth. <laughs> Excel. And we somehow <laughs> still talk about utilities at the end of the day. Have you guys ever played the Submachine series of games? Submachine? Um, is this what you're telling me about with like the 250 button controller? No. You're, um, that's, that's, uh, that is Steel Battalion. That game uh, rocks. Um, I always wanted that controller. Mom and dad never got for me. Um, I can't imagine why. Was, yeah, the, right? was, was the, the first one a console game? 
Yeah, it was, it was Xbox. original Xbox, crazy expensive. And if you died and didn't eject, it deleted your save. There was an eject button. You had to flip a, flip oh, a little oh, plastic clear thing, hit the eject button. It deleted your save. Like no joke, it deleted your save. Yes, I think that's that's bad cool. As fucking hell. Um, well, you sh- we can't talk about it yet. Oh yeah. Um, honestly, I fucking hate Undertale. Um, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. Um, I enjoyed parts of it. I enjoy a lot of what it stood for and what it's about. Um, and all the statements you made earlier about why it's good, mm. I agree with. But anyway, to get back it. to... I promise, I promise, um, I swear. Submachine. Submachine is a series of flash, flash-based flash games um, that have kind of like Escape the Room puzzles, but um, has you going through multiple rooms and solving little puzzles that were all incredibly inventive. The, the art direction was great, but it was kind of like these real-world room escapes. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah. Have you ever played The Room? Yeah, I was about yes. to say. I, I, Sarah The, the third series. one is on my to-do list. So let's let's touch on Undertale really quick, okay. since we're not going to talk about the ending. Um, so speaking of pink eye, did you did you ever use Sansa's telescope that mm-hmm. he has? He has a telescope set up in like the star. Oh, I did use it. Yeah, what yeah, game yeah. Is this? Undertale. 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 I use the telescope. Uh, I use the telescope, but there was something like I use it and it was just pink or something. Like. That's the joke. So Sans has so there's an actual one like somewhere else in a previous room. Oh, I killed Sans. Oh, I guess that's one. the one I found. What? Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Kill I, I killed it. I you can kill anything. I murdered like with the exception of two creatures. You I murdered. I murdered everything in this game. I, maybe so you, you didn't take a neutral path. You took no, a... no. It was neutral because I had saved like two two critters. And okay. I didn't kill enough things in each level to stop them. All right, all right, all right, all right. I didn't know. I didn't know. Sans' murder was on, even on the table. I I killed him. So Sans didn't you, come see you at the end of the game and tell you. Okay, 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 I did not okay, hang okay, out with okay, him. Okay. I was not his friend. He did not. T- I did not talk to him on the cell phone. Did you guys go on a date with Papyrus? You like go into his house? Yeah, I went on a date with Papyrus. No, oh, sorry. I'm thinking I killed Papyrus. I did not kill Sans. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes more no, sense. Like, I, was, I was confused oh, about you that fight one him. as well. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not as Okay, but yeah, yeah okay. you actually, you can kill Sans, though. Okay. Hmm. Well, so... What? Oh, no, I, yeah. There, there is an ending where you fight there Sans. There is, I've heard about that, because it's, yes. If you, if, yeah. I was just trying to explain this joke, and then now we're murdering people. So go ahead. So It's just Favorite that... Goal. It, yeah, so, <laughs> there's like t- so there's two telescopes, and one is, it just shows the star field, like the ceiling... And then the other one, Sans has set up. He's like, hey, you want to use mine? He's like, I'll let you use it for free. He's like, sure. And you look into it, and the entire thing is pink. And then when you exit out of it, there's a big pink ring on the character. <laughs> That's funny. Ew. Oh, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, like once uh, you go to the next cause, screen. Because in Fallout, there's, I got mole rat disease, and it never goes away. And it gives me negative 10 HP for the rest of the game. What? It's it, it's in a side quest if you go into Vault 81. I did that. Does I it? don't think I got mole rat disease, though. Yeah, if you get bitten by mole rat, you get uh, mole rat disease permanently. Did, does it, like, show up as, like, a little tick on the health bar? No, it shows up if you go into your status. It's, it's just, just constantly there. Um, there's no cure for it. But anyway, um, yeah, I didn't find that telescope. I only found the other one. But in the other one, if you move around, there's a section that gives you a hint for something. I yeah, I, did, yeah I, didn't get, I didn't understand Bottom, bottom right corner. No, a lot of that game was. is opaque to me. Like, I feel like there's things... I'm okay with it. Like, I'm no, just, I think it's cool. Yeah, I'm just rolling through. It's like, um, it's kind of like Fez in that sense. Yeah, because I love like Fez, though. Yeah, but like, there's... where are you at in the game, Dylan? All right, so I I'm in the Hotlands. Oh, okay. Um, I just had the second run in with Metatron. Okay, where you do the cooking show. Yes, but you haven't. <laughs> Best part. That is that probably that's one of those part. things where th- I think one of the things that people really appreciate with this game is that it has this this charm to it where stuff like that happens. And you're like, really, this is so weird and bizarre, but there's something really charming about it because 
Uh, it's just different. But it's also like a lot of commentary on games totally. too. Oh, it's a lot of One of the things for me that I liked about that game. Which is like Gone Home did. Is that I really appreciated that game because I looked at it and said, that's something that I could do. That's something, this is a game that's at a point of caliber where with people that I know, you can make it. We can make this game. Nice. And and that to me was something where I'm like, this is a game that's getting all these accolades that shows. Oh, the power you like of, the scope of it and how? Yeah, yeah and yeah, and it. yeah, it's the kind of thing that like I can I can make eight bit sprites. I can make writing. I I can make writing. I can I can you know I could learn to do this level of gaming and with people that I know. The movement system in it, like it, it's not like a no, it's not super complex. Well, it's interesting. Like I will say, the combat system. I think the combat system is, is very. That's the most complex. Part. And that I, I don't want to. I'm not saying that you couldn't make it, but I don't want to. I don't want to not give credit where credit's like no. they're doing things that I think would be very technically challenging. Yes, um, especially the, the system tracking everything through the game. Yeah, there's a lot of like overworld stuff that it has to track too. I remember, I forget what part it was, but I remember it was like, oh, that would be a hard thing. You to oh, there's a part where like it's one of the run-ins you have with Undyne, and you're basically free to move around the space, but there's like the idea that if you walked one way, you're basically kind of backtracking, but you've already engaged Undyne one way. So what would happen if you went back that? And I never tested it, but they would have to have accounted for that in some way. And I don't think they accounted probably for it. lock you out, I guess. They might, but like maybe it's something like that changes something up. I don't know. They do more. One of the things that I realized at the end is that it's, it's a lot more sophisticated than you realize on the surface. Um, because there are certain things that they are saving without you necessarily without you necessarily being aware they that they're that saving. The game though, because mm-hmm. um, when you talk to Un- when you talk to Undyne the first time, did she say you've been like fucking dudes up the whole time? Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. like she didn't say it to me. No. I just um, love the part where it's like, I, maybe I should take pity on you, and then does like the screen tilt like zoom? I in do on like her. that. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot. Okay. As far as I'm, so you know, I was talking about um, Telltale games last week. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I was like super anti on them. I wish Undertale was just like a straight to the vein. I don't want. I hate. I hate the combat. I hate Dude, every. I love the combat. combat. So let me ask you. I think it's fun. Do I play you, with the do sound. Do you not often. like turn-based RPG? I combat? agree. No, no. I, I, no, I do. I do. I, the mechanics of the game. I'm not coming to that game for those mechanics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So what's funny is that I'm playing Tales from the Borderlands now, which after me bitching about Telltale games, I'm yeah. really enjoying but the like, Telltale games. And I right. think the reason you like that game is because not only is it because I mean you like Borderlands oh, like, well enough, oh yeah, but like it's also it's a heist comedy, right? Dude, it's yes, and it, the first episode it starts off a little slow, but it's a pretty cool story. Like Telltale's very good the framing it. device they do. Well, and it's these two main characters, and there's. I mean, it's clear that they're working outside of the limitations of their image. I mean, uh, engine, but they're doing things cinematically that I really appreciate from the point of view of we need to make this cinematic, but also a game. Yeah. And it's pretty cool. And Undertale actually does that pretty well sometimes. I agree. I thought Undertale had some really impressive, they made some really impressive decisions of how to present that really stripped down eight bit graphic. Um, it's a callback to like a fantasy story. Yeah. Well, I would argue this game. I think. And mother. That's what I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. I think the reason mm-hmm. people like this game so much is basically 
like Mother Three that the U.S. never got mm-hmm. because it's it's pulling a lot from it's Mother. Yeah, Earth. but um, I want to talk about I want to talk about this the combat system that you, you do. You, so like, have you played Child of Light? It's been kind of a more recent. Uh, I know what it is. You uh, talked yeah, about love yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the art game. I love the art direction, and I, I thought that the the sound direction was great. Um, but it is turn based combat. It is it yeah. is very old school turn based RPG. Um, but I felt that it that what I thought Undertale was really unique with is that that idea of you're doing turn based combat, but you're also having live ha- haptic interactions mm-hmm. while you're doing it. I thought that was really unique. I love that. I thought that and was I, really great. And I think they're um, and they're they they kind of give you hints because if you're going if you're trying to not kill them, right? That's what I usually did. I just talk them down every time. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And there were times that I thought were well, there were these really endearing moments. Yeah. The problem was is that the mechanics of the game got in the way of me enjoying. Like I could have enjoyed those moments. I, I think the same thing that you had. Where yeah, like, absolutely. It, there was too much busy work for me to get the moments that I wanted. Yeah. But I mean, I never really saw it as busy work. Like every new mechanic, like it was just in the combat. That is like when you fought. When he fought Papyrus and he has the bone things, it's basically like you just have to navigate the bone things, or like when you're fighting fighting Undyne. But the last all of the spear. Well, like I said, I haven't gotten there yet, and I've heard other people complain about this difficulty just spiking. Dude, I want to install a cheat on it and just raise my health max. (laughs) I have. We'll talk about the ending next. Well, because I've killed everything, I and my level is really high. I have like yeah. See, that's I didn't run into that. Yeah. Um. So I'm what I ended up doing, like but you don't have two. any gold. I went back. I went. I know. I, I traveled all the way back to to. Uh, so I Snowden did that for the spider boss. Bought. Yeah, spider boss was hard too. Spider boss uh, fucked me boss. up, dude. Because it, it took forever to get for her. And I had to play the same sequence. It's after over the, uh, and over, right. and there's so much talking going into it that yep. I wish that they had preempted that, like, and just let me skip to the point. And it's, they did on some bosses, on some encounters, they would skip ahead, but. And like I love, I I do. I don't, I'm not. As, I'm Alex doesn't like the game. No, I do um, not. And that's fine. You know, you're just an asshole. But <laughs> the, you have no soul. It's okay. I think I've that, that the game time. is is so charming, and it is hmm? there are parts that my favorite part of the whole game is when I I told you this when I clicked on the sign and it says dog marriage is allowed here or whatever something like that, and then you click on it again and it just says you read that right, and that's it's funny. like entirely playing on like it knows how it's re- it feels like it's reading your mind yeah and it's it's it's, it's well really and, and really like what one I of the things games. i've read is that when you go and play it through a second time it uses everything you did the first playthrough to really? completely react to how you play through again Yikes. and so that's one of the things that i also appreciate about it but that without getting you need to really experience the ending yeah. in order for us to talk about that um, but one of the things I really will say about it, the only thing that I did not like, or, or I guess my expectations were in a different place, is I consider it more of an adventure game than an RPG, um, because I felt that there weren't enough RPG elements in terms of items and, I think it's an adventure game and quests in terms of, you know, you need this tool or thing to achieve this certain goal in this certain area. It just felt much more linear yeah. and adventure driven, which I'm not opposed to. I just think I was expecting a little more RPG and, out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
that being said, I really did enjoy. I it. think the qual the not the quality of the writing, but the style of writing, the way the fact that they are not pushing you towards using certain things, mm-hmm. or you know, they're not none of the characters are implying, oh, you need X item in order to progress right. this. Made it so like very early on, I realized I'm going to do the minimum possible that I need to in terms of. I mean, I fought a lot of stuff because I didn't realize till a little bit later that I could. Oh, I can just. I think oh, it's when you, when you mentioned it that you didn't kill anyone. But, like, don't give a shit about items. Well, don't give a shit about going to the stores. Don't give a shit yeah, about... Yeah. As long as I have one healing item, a hot dog or whatever, I'll See, that. that's... I would agree. It was... It, it didn't feel like there were real benefits for the different things that they put the time to build into this game. It never... I never um, got a tutorial on, like, how any of that worked. If there, if there was one. I just never... Wasn't. I didn't even... Need to, no. But you don't need to touch it, though. Like, it's not... No. I think it only exists to be a reference to the games it's trying to... And I do think that as a reference to the games it's trying to comment on, there is something to be said for a game that allows you to kill things but rewards you for not doing it. I think there's something to be said for that. There are a lot of games that don't do that. No, I mean, any game that gives you the option to not kill usually rewards you for not killing. Well, he's arguing that there should be more games that reward you for not killing. Oh, I agree with that. That's why I love NGS so much. I haven't killed a single person in NGS 5. So... They're all in my base. That's interesting. <laughs> so, um, they're so all knocked out. The day, um, I often bemoan the fact that there are so many first-person shooters and the, the, the most common way to interact with games is by killing things and how, I, oh my god, I wish I could do other stuff. Yet, I took to this game and immediately started killing shit. And I think if I had paused for a second... <laughs> or a reflection of the game, I think you're I, a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. I think Alex and I are the same boat. I, I think if I had paused for a second and really use the talk so i didn't understand that you could just talk your way through stuff until later on that mm-hmm. a lot of the combat was just a, a more or less like a script that you're going to run through yeah i thought that if i had just kept talking to the things i would be stuck in this endless loop of uh froggy trying to kill me mm-hmm. and so i think my experience might have been um i don't want to say better but definitely different if i had you know, stop to smell the flowers as opposed to mm-hmm. just killing everything. So when you guys say talk through the combat, you literally mean that there is there a the act, act feature, and, there's the act feature, and then at a certain point, the spare option will turn yellow, yellow. and when that turns yellow, you, you can, can spare them. And so they can I just ran away from yeah, I just flee. And so a lot of times, a lot of times, it's stuff where it's like, you know, you have to listen for the first round to what they're telling you, and then you have to react. So it's like yeah. I. I'm telling you this stupid joke. So if you act with laugh at the thing that's telling you puns, it appreciates that you laughed at its pun and it allows you to spare it. Sort or like ones like you rub the armor and it makes him hot. Right. <laughs> so it's, there's some, him some so weird things. Or like you, get, you sing a weird. lullaby to put it to sleep and each, or each, you, you each round it gets bored or tired. And it starts, um, and sometimes they'll, like, they'll, heal, they'll heal you if you're nice to them. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's... it's so it's but, a, it's an interesting thing. Well, my issue with it though is that, and the problem is that if I had done the combat route right and I could fight things better, yeah, it doesn't make it better. It's still that's what I'm saying. Like I, I just wanted to. I like the story so much more than the mechanics. Hmm? The mechanics got in my enjoyment of the game. I agree with that. Same, and honestly, even even the little details of like going through talking, and I'm such a a visual and auditory guy that what else is there? Um, you could lick stuff. Physical. Um, <laughs> so so I didn't like the art direction. Maybe it's because I didn't play. You really? Yeah, yeah, I, I know you didn't. You know, which I, I don't get. Yeah, I, I don't get. And that. and I I didn't mind it. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't completely. I agree with that genre. Either. Like I I played 
Pokemon and, and every Game Boy game that had like silly little controls that force you to, you know, when you get the bike in Pokemon, it's such a wonderful thing because you can go so much faster. But like slogging through the maps, which later on were better designed, but like a lot of the times I didn't enjoy looking at it or listening to it. Mm-hmm. I see. I I thought the music was fantastic. I liked, I liked the, the music, music to me now. I fall on both sides of that because there are points in that game when music plays and it's like the exact right song. Like it right. makes me so I'll excited. Agree with that. Yeah, and, and then there are times really good songs. And annoying. But I think that some of it is, especially the opening, is so shrill it just infuriates me. I will say. So I will say the first, the first maybe hour and a half for me, I was very meh. On yeah, the game, and I got sure. more into it the more I, I played it. Right with um, I did not like the music at first. Uh, I didn't mind the art direction at any point. That never really bothered me. Um, but I also kind of knew what I was getting into. Yeah. Um, I will say, and actually, I will say there were certain aspects of the art direction that I actually really appreciated. They did. I thought they did some really complicated, interesting things within the confines of the limitations they set for themselves using that art direction style mm-hmm. um, with backgrounds and animations. And they did some really interesting things that I thought well, were, were kind of neat. Especially but, the um, the uh, combat stuff. Like there's like when you're fighting Metatron and like he scrolls over to the side and he's just on the one wheel and the box is just whipping back and forth. Metatron and he scrolls back over and just it like it's and obviously that has more kind of animation frames to it than most of the other stuff right. in the world does, but it, it has, I don't, I thought that whole like battle grid was fascinating. It was like, why is it like this weird vector? Like, I agree. Green phosphorus I, stuff. I, I, I can see where Mason and Alex are coming from on saying that the mechanic turned them off. And I respect that. And I'm cool with that. Um, but I, I also found it really interesting. And I kind of liked that combination of the turn base with that, all that weird, like it, you're playing, just, it's like you're playing centipede, or you know asteroids in this weird turn-based. Yeah, I'm with Alex. I, 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 there was no. Point. I thought I thought when Undyne stone the spears and you have to basically DDR your way through blocking the shield. Oh, see, the that, spears, was, that, was that was the that was cool. one combat element I actually enjoyed. I like the puzzles that you had to do where you shoot the thing. When you had to move the, the slide, uh, yeah, yeah. I did like. I yeah. just did that. Oh yeah, oh, no, yeah. and that's and that was one of my things to Alex is I wish there were more puzzles. I wish so like the piano, the piano puzzle I thought was fun. No, no. I um, loved all those, but I, they just there weren't enough puzzles. I love Sansa's puzzle where you were, walked up and I can read. You say Sansa from Game of Thrones. <laughs> you walk up and you read the newspaper flyer, and then you walk by it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, this is at the very beginning when you're in the snow area. Yeah, I'm trying. To... I just some of the little things though where it's like the guy selling. Uh, what's he selling? Snow cones in the winter? Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. And then he, you find him again in Hot Land, and he's yeah. like, "Man, business is booming." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's some. Again, I think that I wish the mechanics because I'm just bad at them. I think. Yeah. And I didn't get. I couldn't. It wasn't a measure like I can't exploit. Like I can't exploit. Yeah, this. you couldn't figure it out. Right. No, there's no. Frustrated you. And it, it, there was. That loop gets frustrating over time when you fail sure. over and over. It's not, it's not even that. I mean, sure, there's that element too, but it's not a. I didn't find the moving the hard around thing to be enjoyable after a while. And neither did I. I, didn't, I, I just thought it was kind of tacky. I, I can appreciate for for being unique and not something that any other game. Right. In the last week, but I think other games have done it better. I think Paper Mario is a better example of how to do an active turn-based system. Well, I think this game is trying to be intentionally 
ugly and intentionally oh, obtuse. That, the art direction thing is, is not, I have no, that's all out. That's, I mean, that's just a taste thing. I'm not yeah. saying it's a general. No, like it's no I'm, and, and I know, but I, but like, I can understand where you're coming from. Mostly just the player character. I think is the ugliest oh, right. I would line. agree completely. But everything else, <laughs> I would looks agree completely. Great. People love that player model. Fuck like that player or whatever. No, androgynous, is that the word? Yeah, Wait, androgynous. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm fine with androgyny. I just think it looks stupid. No, but like it, I'm but, the way around. But that <laughs> it looks great. I just hate but, androgyny. But that <laughs> that player character sprite more than anything else is evoking Ness or Nintendo from oh, the absolutely. original mother. Yeah. Oh like, yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's definitely. You're totally but, right. But there. everything else has great art design. You know everything what I else, hate? Everything else has better animation because there's the kid, the, the dinosaur and the animation rocks. Yeah, and there's the dinosaur kid who constantly trips when he run, runs away from you. That and he has like six yep. frames. I was I I remember noticing that animation, saying, "Wow, that's complicated for that." Right. And I think, but they do that on purpose, though. It's the like <laughs> same thing with the Mayaton stuff, where they they very purposely made these decisions of where to invest in, in higher fidelity stuff that it, it makes it contrast more. And I yeah. loved that. I thought that was really cool. I love how they subvert the heart every once in a while. Yep. And you kind of just, the design language of it, you intuit what you're supposed to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really, really in, like just interesting game design. Mm-hmm. But I wish there was more of, I would have taken a shorter game with less combat, with the same story, because I liked the world. I I liked the world. I bought in. I was I was on board. I liked what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And what that game did for me is it opened up a genre of games that I didn't know I wanted. But it's a top down narrative where I go from start to finish and don't fight anything. Yeah. But I interact with the world. Yeah. And I think that that it's going to open. Have you played top down Final Fantasy games? Yes. Yeah. But I'm I think I think what Undertale is going to open up though is I think you're going to see games inspired by Undertale. Where people are going to make these, they saw that people are hungry for this type of experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's exciting. Kind of like everybody's gone to the Rapture, those sort of things that are coming out now where they're like the first person adventure games, but they're going to make these top down 8 bit adventure games. And you saw what happened with Gone Home, Gone Home that came out which is coming Home. out on console, console now. Don't um, Gone Home. Um, I haven't played it yet, and because obviously I only play consoles, but now that it's on console, I'll play I wasn't crazy, but I was okay. Have you um, played Dear Esther? Which no, is no. everyone's gone, it's everyone's Chinese gone rooms. Previous game, okay. So they made no, Dear Esther, and then they made you love Dear Esther, though. So we were talking about games that we've cried. Dear Esther is the only game I've cried yeah, at the whoa. very end. That's cool. And it's, it was like, man, yeah. Why? So, uh, so I don't think any games made me. Cry. Red Dead Redemption infuriated me. I was uh, so mad. <laughs> so interesting thing I just thought of. I haven't been able to put it into words or put my finger on until until now. That um, Undertale nailed um, the personalities of of awkward adolescence on the internet. Oh, yes. Like that a, ghost. Yeah. The, the ghost. ghost oh, yeah. Loneliness ghost. I don't remember the ghost. Papyrus. Who, who, you know, the schnauzer syndrome of puffing his chest, but really just being kind of like lonely. Uh-huh. And then, um, Doctor, whatever. Uh, well, yeah, game was very emo. Oh, the yeah. scientist. The scientist. Um, yeah. Actually, okay, they make it clear. Their Facebook post. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're just walking and like stops you every like three steps. Oh. See, I love that. That, 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 was actually pretty that, that was funny. That was one of the few parts that annoyed me. But yeah. really, it it hit a certain point for all these characters where I felt like the joke had been run down. Yeah. Um, if it if yeah. One thing that I thought about, I think so. I sat down. After after we recorded last week's podcast, I went home, I downloaded it, and I played the whole thing straight yeah, through. Yeah, literally, I literally did not say like what. Yeah. No, I I did. I went home. I sat at my computer after we got done recording the podcast, and then I played Undertale, 
And then I got up from the chair when I finished. Um, but I did my homework. <laughs> but, I think that's probably the way to play the game, though. No, probably. so I was going to say, one of the things I, I think I would have appreciated, I would have liked that game if it were episodic. I would have liked, like, a one and a half hour, and then the next week, you have another one and a half hour. And so kind of this, and, and a little more narrative-driven, and a little more, um, I think that some of the aspects that felt a little stale after setting down and playing it for straight through in one that's setting... True would have felt less stale had I only gotten short little bursts. And I played it in bursts. Yeah. I played it in 15, 20-minute bursts mm-hmm. where I'd come in and play, like, I progress in Undertale. I get to the same. I pretty much play almost exclusively from save point to save point. Yeah, it's like until right. he was filled with determination the next time. Yeah. That's when he stopped. I like that. I, I liked that. I thought the, I thought the writing, like, that was, like yeah. the, the, the mouse will some <laughs> somehow figure out how to thaw the cheese out yeah, yeah. or something like, like that. Oh, the cheese table. I thought, I thought that funny. was great. I thought, like, that was the little aspect of Did writing you buy the charming from the spider aspects. Uh, I haven't got to the spider uh, Yes, and she was no. not as pissed at me when I yeah. got there. The early, the early spider No, I didn't. I never had any fucking gold. Like, I did There are parts of that game that I sold, killed everything, took all the gold. Where did you sell stuff? Any vendor? No, yeah. they don't buy it. No uh, vendor buys anything from me. That's the someone, someone would buy it from me. I because I, I yeah I know I sold something at one. There's like a pawn shop somewhere, I guess. Uh, there was one. Oh, um, well the kitties, the like weird cat things that you find, like the weird. <laughs> you'll you'll find. Remember, them a little bit. flamboyant. You cats. would have been there already. Um, you I remember? Remember cats. when you're going along the, the path, right side before the like the dark path that you need to like light all the lamps up. Yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah, a certain yeah, yeah. spot there where if you go down, you end up in this little like it's house up, with up cats. to the right. right. Oh, I did go there. I've been in an alleyway. Maybe that was that. No, 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 not those cats. Not not this. These are these are these other like weird. Cat things. Okay. I can't even describe what they are. Oh. Um, and they like sell you. I don't know. It's weird. I can't talk. About I, think, I, I think this does speak to like my play style of like I mainline. Like if given the option, I will go straight through. If like yeah. if 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 like the side stuff is not uh, dangled in front of me enough, it doesn't have to be like you have to do this before you can progress. But if like it's like hey, this is optional and it will help you progress. That's not there. Like, if it's as obfuscated as it is here, I'm just not going to do it. I have to go look at every single fucking thing and yeah, so around yeah, yeah, like that. Because I'm like, I need to know miss every inch of this game. So for you and me to have not enjoyed it already and then feel compelled to do that, yeah. like, that just made it even worse. I'm not, And I'm not... I don't. I think if we were to, like, rate the scale of enjoyment, since you haven't finished it, I think, Dan, you're probably the highest on it. Well, so here's my other thing that we haven't really talked about. It cost me eight bucks. I felt like for eight dollars. Oh fuck yeah! I mean, I I, I felt like that it. was a really enjoyable game for eight bucks. I yeah. felt like I got my time's worth. I felt like I, I got right story worth. I, I I felt like for eight dollars, I got a lot out of that game. I got a lot more out of that game than I've gotten for some games. Well, I get twenty bucks. On. It's, it's so, a it was a fun game to play, and then have people playing alongside you. Yeah, I think um, it was a good and honestly, I will game. I will go through and probably do at least one more playthrough. Uh, just to see how it changes based on my decisions from the first time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you played Fez? No, I played you know, five minutes of it. Really want to get into it. Something got in the way. Do you Do you know what Fez is? I do not. Well, uh, look at Look at Fez. Is, is it, it any game the movie? I have not. You should. You should, you should actually watch that. It's really good. It's on. That's another thing we no. should watch. Uh, next team movie night, if it ever actually happens. Um, let's just pick a day and be like, we're watching movies. All right. That's so hard for me. Just like that's why you're my friend. I got this covered. <laughs> Yay. I don't know. I 
like, I'm just seeing a lot of connections. I feel like Undertale would not exist, not, like, mechanically or, like, but, like... If I, I see what you're saying. Undertale I totally is, is, I totally is making so many statements about everything that came before it. Sure. In a lot of, of weird ways. Did. Well, it's like, have you played Earthbound? No, but, like, so I, it's, I've seen Earth, I mean, it. so much of it is that. Mm-hmm. Right. Quirky weirdness, very similar art direction, the, just very similar writing style where you're like, really? Did that just say that? Mm-hmm. Yes, it did. Uh, well, that, you know. I'm excited because I think we're going into an era, too, where I think that for a long time, you could be much more objective about how you evaluate games. Where it's like, well, it's not broken, so it's good. You know what I mean? But, like, I think now we're getting to a point with a lot of the independent movement where you're having these games that can be just so, like a book. Like, you know, people don't talk about books the way they talk about video games. And I'm not saying comparing them near to, I'm saying like, you know, I love Catcher in the Rye. Like, I fucking love Catcher in the Rye. A I lot of people not. don't. A lot I've of people don't. It. Really? I, like I didn't know that. What? I didn't know there was a, an opposition to Catcher in the Rye. I only read Catcher in the Rye as an adult, and so I found it to be very whiny teenager. Had I read it when I was like 15 or 14, I would have probably I read it when I was 16 and, and I would have loved it. Like, I would have loved it. I'm like, yeah. I read, yes. it, I, I read it last year. He's just year. angry at the world. Right. <laughs> and I've read it every <laughs> year since then. Right. Yeah. And my appreciation for it also grows because I now I read it and I sure. look at it completely different sure. but I still have this endearment to it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't think you're wrong for not liking it. No. And I don't think you're wrong for not enjoying Undertale. No. And I think absolutely that's cool. Not. Alex, yeah. Alex is not wrong for not enjoying it. I think you're wrong for liking Star Wars. <laughs> well, I know that. well, you may you may think we're wrong. We're gonna take a break while I beat the wrong, shit out of Dylan. Sir, so, but but what's exciting is that I think it's it's games maturing as a medium, sure. and and people having interesting things to say through games, and I think that's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I think that we've seen that we're seeing that more and more. But this is this the game this year. Child, that, I really urge you guys to download Child of Light. Um. Really did a nice job at tackling. I think I have it for free on PS4. It it Ooh, was a free yeah, download. Free, it was a free download on oh, wow. Xbox One. Yes. Dude, the, yeah. the, 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 the Rayman Legends beautiful. Legend. beautiful. Yeah. Um, but it also tackles the idea of mental illness. It tackle. It's a very melancholy, oh, yeah. very sad game. Depression Quest or no, not Depression Quest, but that's Dead Dragon, Dragon Cancer. Cancer. That I looks play amazing. That. that I don't know. I'm, that might just I don't that know might be too much. That. That's, yeah. Arch. You know this game? No. Dead Dragon Cancer is made by a uh, husband-wife couple whose child has cancer. And well, I think he, he, he passed he away. Passed away. Oh, yeah. He they made okay. the game while they were going through this. It's like a, uh, an allegory for it, I guess. Well, yeah. no, it's, it's autobiographical for the most uh, part. Okay. Because, like, they're just parts of taking care of the and I, and I love that video games... It, I mean, because look at the early 90s. Look at video just games. Look at I mean, it's just hard. It's hard <laughs> to just stare straight hard. at it. So everyone's wearing flannel. Tiger head and cough. Awesome heads. No. Um, it's, when you look at video games in the early nineties, they very rarely touched on anything quote unquote real. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and now that, now that we're at a time when video games are recognized as a medium to touch on reality, I think you're starting to see some really beautiful things coming out. Not just, not, but not visually beautiful, but beautiful philosophically that yeah. the, the fact that people are using this medium to share their their life experience yeah, no, totally and, and allow you to share your life experience with them and vice versa. I think that is one of the powerful things about video games that is really where they are at their best, in my opinion. And I think that some of that stuff is really profound. Um, and it's, it's 
to me, it's nice to see that people are doing that. And I think that games can hit you in a, in a way, and we've talked about this a billion times, because you are an active participant in it. Yes, um, absolutely. It, it, I think that, and I think we're getting closer, but I think you, I think you, you have a, a higher investment to it because you're, you're there doing it. You know what yep. I mean? Well, also the clear cut version of that in like Undertale, I mean, and I kind of saw where it was going at the very beginning is the fact that you have the option to kill yeah. these monsters is that, well, what does that say about you either as a player, or as a participant in this story? It's the same thing that Bioshock did. But when, I... Okay, wait, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you killed the little sisters. Yeah. Right. Mm. But to yes. me, and I, I still wish that, games could do it better. That was I just a gameplay element to me, which I disliked. Well, they oh, almost I treated it that it. way. No, like, no, I loved it. I, I, I loved it, but I, I couldn't look past the, the meta aspect. Yes, like, uh, do I need this Adam or do I not? Yeah, like, yeah, but if you I, like, I know, kill them every three, you got like a ton of Yeah, like I know this reward is coming, so I'm not killing them. It wasn't a moral choice for me, it was a gameplay choice. Well, that's what I'm saying. See, it was a moral choice for me. too, and I always, I always have to be... I have to morale. Let me talk about this the other day too. I have to be good. I have, yes. to, I have mm. to be that I can't. So I'm not I don't like killing people. And Splinter Cell, yeah. I don't kill people in Splinter Cell. I always go non-lethal and in dishonor. Non-lethal. Play the entire game non-lethal. I fucking murdered everyone in Splinter Cell and <laughs> dishonor. Well, what's cool though is Fuck that, all what them. sucks about dishonor is that dishonor is more fun when you do kill people. Yeah, and then they the punish you for it at the very end. Well, so well done. Yeah, with all the, the fucking zombies and everything else that sucks, yeah. all the repercussions, that I like. But what I'm saying is, is that I want to see games, I don't think it's fair to the player to present these two options and then kind of pose this, I think it's a, it's, it's an easy morality question, like, are you going to kill or not? Like it's not, but in reality, the question isn't, are you going to kill or not kill? It's that you're just going to exist. Why can't we make the the non-violent route the default? That's why it's and it's, make it's, it interesting. It's, I thought, I thought, so a game that does that morality system really well, I've always thought is is the Fable series, specifically Fable Two. I love. I wish um, I and I was thinking that. of another game that made me cry, and it was it was either Fable yeah. Two, or Fable Three, me too. with the dog. No, Fable Dude, Two. It was Fable the Two dog. with the dog. The dog. Yes. What happens to the dog? Oh my god! Well, you choose what happens. You to the You choose what happens to the dog. What are the choices? All right, so you save so, the city, so, you get gold, or you get the dog. Yeah. <sighs> so, so the, the that did fuck me. The up. achievements. Yeah. I forgot about that. Are called the needs of the one, the needs of the few, and the needs, needs of the many. many. So it's either yeah, it's like you sacrifice city or dog. you sacrifice your dog for everybody. You sacrifice your dog and everybody for money, or you sacrifice. Everybody for your dog. There was so much outcry. Everyone for my dog about the dog dying. They added DLC after where you can reincarnate your dog. No, the dog. That That's was part. Of the, that was part of the actual game, wasn't it? The, the I thought Not Whole Island did that. Was yeah, the, Not was Whole Island. Okay. I love. Then maybe game. maybe I had the DLC from the get go because I remember the dog coming back to life and being really happy so, about it. Um, so I was like, I, was, torn. I loved my I was, dog. Yep, too. Me like, too. And, and, and it was a great mechanic. Was so new at the well, time. Well, and also, but also, the, I think the art direction in Fable is a very it's a very um, whimsical, endearing art direction. So you, I love the world. I, Fable too. I love Fable, Fable too. It fantastic. like took everything um, about like the mechanics, Western Europe, and England. Tim, God, that's a great game. Three. Crunched it into like, Fable two, Fable two and three. I really like. Fable I, three I, is I wasn't not as well regarded as Fable three, and I love Fable one. And one I like Fable one. One. My only problem with one is that it felt underrealized. It, um, it, it seemed like it could have used. There were, but there were some things there were one that that were like better. I mean, I didn't really feel much for the villain in two, whatever the Lord, whatever I think his the name sh- was. Well, I think Jack of Blades 
was a more fascinating villain. Mm-hmm. God, I wish Fable 2 would come off for PC. But Jack of Blades, did you ever play, so did you play the original Fable 1 or the remastered? Or the I remastered? played play the Lost Chapters 1. Okay, oh, so, see, I only played the original one when it first came out on the original Xbox. So the original, so they changed Jack of Blades' voice actor, where he went from, his original voice actor was someone that talked like yeah, this, it was like, it was weird. Mm-hmm. And then when they changed it in Lost Chapters, he talked like this. Yeah, he talked like that in mine. I was like, that, that like, Pulls out, pull, takes away so much from the character. His art direction was cool, though. Yeah. Jack of Blades character model. So he, all the Fable art direction was the is cities really good. and for Fable all three, for all three of those games. I love, I, I love those games. I um, do. I like. I think they, 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 they fill that the Legend of Zelda hole that I had in that era. I would games. agree because they were very much adventure. They're they had some that, RPG elements, but they were very much adventure. Well, it's kind of like what I always wanted Zelda to be, where it's the same. It's this high, this wall of ton of character, mm-hmm. but I had more agency in it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Even if it was veiled age. Like, but I, I felt like they, their system, and I loved how their morality decisions played into the appearance of your character. I love it. I love I it. I think that's just I a great that way up. to do I that. I thought it was awesome. Um, I used to think that when I had the Halo, I thought they were flies. Because the so light. did I. That's funny. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> drove me crazy. Um, Fable's cool. But anyway, just on that morality, we were talking about morality, morality systems that worked. Uh, I felt I felt Fable did a really good job. Talking about, All three of them. Talking about Miles Morales. Wait, what, so okay, so let's. I like that topic. I want to think about the thing. So Fable got a good Morales system. I think that the, I think Fallout New Vegas yes. does things with morality that I really enjoy because murdering in in the world of Fallout, it's cool. Like people get killed. Like it just. But if you steal, <laughs> yeah, what the God fuck? help yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Well, actually, it's if you steal and get caught. Yeah. No, you still lose karma if you just steal. That's, that's true. Uh, that's well, true. and I'm not talking about the and I don't steal. But... I'm talking about just like the writing oh. in Fallout doesn't make me feel bad for playing the systems that they enable. And I, I think you're allowed to. Toy Did you hear about that person that beat Fallout Four in 15 minutes? Wait, was that no, Fallout? that was Fallout. No, Fallout Three got beaten record time too. But, but Fallout Four, someone beat it without killing anybody. Yeah. And I don't understand they how you do that. It. They they I do not understand how you do that because you have to kill Kellogg. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way you can. How do you not kill Kellogg? Unless you, like... Have you gotten to there yet? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unless you I'm thinking, isn't them. there... So, this like, the, the syringe dart system, isn't yeah. there something where you can tranquilize people? Yeah. Yeah, but you... Huh? But because if you could put someone to sleep, that's and like, not, I don't know. If, a cool mechanic. That I don't use. Not, I don't use yeah, the don't syringer gun. I have it. They make a bigger deal about the junk jet thing than they do about the. I've got the junk jet too, and I don't use that. I've got. Yeah, the cannon. I've got my no, my base. My base in Fallout Four like has a safe in the floor that's just full of weapons that I don't use. Literally throw them on the floor. I just no. It's it's in a safe. There's a safe built into the floor, and he's not. Irresponsible. I'm not. So, I'm, yeah, I'm not so a mess. Come on. Have you seen know, the, well, when you didn't know how to the, disassemble the weapons, the, when the trash, oh, the dude, junk. I used to drop everything in my inventory and go through one by one and scrap them in the editor mechanic because I didn't know that it automatically did You could that. just store all junk? Yeah. Oh, God. I'm sorry to hear that. Have you seen the picture of um, uh, the kid's room and someone's just saving all the monkeys, the space monkeys, so it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. all the monkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, um, but you're saying the uh, mechanics that you liked in terms of morality I, mechanics. I, I got an interesting one. Um, so I'm like you, I in that I will typically play a, a good route, usually some kind of like chaotic good yeah. style. The Real-ish. one game that I have felt like I was rewarded for being an asshole 
Mass Effect 2 and 3. Fuck yeah. Oh, yes. I was always a renegade. Entire <laughs> game renegade. Because you're part... always the hero in Mass Effect. Exactly. You're never not the yeah. hero. Do you, so you remember the part where you lied Dude, to Mass the guys Effect. in, I think it was 3 when you, was it 3 or 2? I don't remember. Um, I think it was uh, Garrus's, uh loyalty mission. There's a part where you lie to someone. You can lie to someone, so you're sneaking in this this walkway, this yeah. uh, overlooking in, this in party. City, right? Yeah. And this guard finds you, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And one of the responses is, there's a bomb in here. He's like, you gotta get out of here. He's like, what? It's a different bomb. He's like, what? Run! And the guy freaks out and runs away. And like, they had the renegade moments, too. Or the... Yeah. The, 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 um, shut uh, the guy out the window. I will say, just because we were talking about it last week, I don't know if you got... No, you haven't gotten any further into it because you haven't worked on your computer yet. Um, the uh, Telltale... Um, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I need because to that. because Game of Thrones in general is a world full of ambiguous morality, and yeah. Telltale does a really nice job at playing off of that ambiguous morality. Oh like a yeah, lot of decisions. Walking Dead too. Well, and they do it in Walking Dead, and the mechanic is good. But I felt like the mechanic really is realized in Game of Thrones. Now I haven't played the last two chapters or last two. So I want you yeah, to last play two chapters, but Telltale's Dumbledore. I will I have it. You need to. Play. I think I that should it. be our I next. Just, like game that we all agree to play because I would, I would do that. That game yeah. has made characters that like I, Tales from the Borderlands makes the Borderlands franchise better. So I haven't finished honest. Borderlands. Wait, two, is, it, is the same writer? So I need to from, do that. No. Okay, because I love. Uh, I hate is Borderlands that, um, already. So really, I love. Okay. I'm having a hard time playing Hanson through. Jack? Um, yeah. I love yeah. Handsome Jack. Whoever um, Ashley Birch's brother is. Ashley Birch is this. It's, um, no, I know it's. Yeah. Uh, What's his name? He, Fuck. He's, He's one of the main writers for Borderlands, too. Anthony Bird. Anthony. Anthony and Bourdain. I'll find it. No reservations. So I'm, I'm, I never played Borderlands 2 on last gen, but I got the Handsome Jack collection. Uh, for, I like the pre sequel. Everyone should have the sequel. I'm playing 2 right now, and I enjoy it, but I'm not as obsessed with it as a lot of. I have, I have a do big you like Diablo? I do like Diablo. I was crazy really? um, yeah, I like Borderlands. What's your opinion on the difficulty curve? Because I stopped I don't playing. Think it's that hard. I thought it was super hard. Really? I thought there, it wasn't bad. There are certain points where it goes. Whoop. You know what? I, it's I thought it was a, hard when I first started. I play as a sniper. Yo, I had the same thing. So uh, I started game zero, and yeah. then I went back and made the Gunzerker. And the Gunzerker, I love the Gunzerker. Can you play solo with that? Oh, a lot yeah. easier. Because all your abilities so, just pump health back into you when you kill stuff. You're zero, right? Yeah. Zero is fun when you put. All your 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 points into his skill, like making yourself the most badass stealth ninja, like one hitting everyone. But I don't want to play. Then the melee but, in that game isn't good enough. But me. the problem the problem with that it's is not that so much melee as it is like close range sniping. I like the classes in the pre sequel. I'm like the, the Nisha, the Lawbringer, mm-hmm. and she uh, her ability is that you essentially turn her ability on and auto aim kicks. Oh yeah, and and just shoots fan the fucking hammer. Well, like, I, it's I, so I fun. actually don't really That's care awesome. for the art direction. Um, really? Whoa, I, I, know, I, know, I know. I know. So I. I Find it to be very monotonous and not super very. Where are you in the game right now? Um, so I just well, well I don't really just I haven't played good. this game in probably six or seven months. But um, the last thing I did, the like main city, I forget what it's called. Sanctuary. Um, it is sanctuary. Yeah. That's what I thought. I'm sanctuary playing Hills. I'm playing something else. No, sanctuary. Yeah, Fallout. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, so well, it's sanctuary. Yeah, um, sanctuary. And sanctuary. Sanctuary. Sanctuary just. Like got sucked up and disappeared. Okay, and so you're about to get into when the game finally expands. And okay, finishes. yeah. The oh, the beginning is pretty sterile. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's like just a lot of like iced over blue, caverns. Yeah. You're about to get like, it, it, that game. If you stick with up. it, it yeah. Whole, yeah. All right, just the part where Handsome Jack 
names his horse after you pony. and calls it Butt oh my Stallion. God. <laughs> that's, that, was, that was one of my favorite moments in game. All right, I'll take it back. The writing isn't... There are good parts and bad parts. Like, um, Flint, what's the guy's name? Flintlock or Hammerlock? Hammerlock. Sir, Sir Hammerlock, Hammerlock. Yeah. Hammerlock. He's, he's okay. And that whole quest is kind of funny when he's naming the... the so, yeah, he's um, doing the Darwin, basically. Can I kind of... I don't know if this counts as a spoiler. I don't think it does. Are you just playing Borderlands for the story? Are What's you that? Borderlands for the story? So, well, the story does get good. So, are you okay if I like? Yeah, that's fine. Um, and we already spoiled what? Butt Stallion for you. Yeah, that's, you spoiled Butt Stallion. That's probably one of the, the highlights of the game. Really early. Um, one thing I really liked about the writing is that they make it convincing that that Jack sees himself as the hero of the story. And the mm. pre-sequel does it cool, too. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Um, I actually yeah. like the pre-sequel story more. Which I have in that collection. I'm just waiting Borderlands 2 is probably the better of them. Mm-hmm. But if you want more Borderlands, the pre-sequel fills that hole. Yeah. And I didn't mind the oxygen mechanic. Everyone hated that. But I didn't oh, and, and Tails. I played, I played a couple hours of that. So Tails. Tails fills it out. Is, isn't Handsome Jack in that? Is he like a... Oh. Yeah, I've, I've heard that he's like the... Protagonist. He's a presence. Okay. Okay. No, he's not a protagonist. Okay. He's a presence. He, he Tails waited. does stuff with the Borderlands mythos in that world because I I do like. I, the I just want more mythos. I like. I love the music they use. I love the Mad Max. I have the kinda. soundtracks. There I are love, certain things I like about. Yeah, I like the soundtracks. They um, had the Cage the Elephant song in the trailer for the first one, and that's when I like yeah. fell. And I love I like Borderlands love Two Borderlands has the one. that song from the Heavy during its yeah. its mm-hmm. intro. I like the and, the, uh, and I like certain awesome certain song. characters like uh, what's certain the. Little girl that blows shit up. Oh, I think Tina, Tiny Tina, 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 Tina. I think that's great. Like, so I've enjoyed certain aspects of that game. Her DLC um, is amazing. That's the yeah. like D and D one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, because that's you the, need to play that. Hmm. That's you the story. Oh, uh, that is that is a sad story. So no, I, no, you're right. The, I I, yeah. I didn't do the right. There's some good stuff in that, yeah. but the game but also, is it cohesive. I don't. I don't, I don't think, think so. so. But I don't know. Does it need to be? I, I would disagree. Big, I would disagree. Um, I think it. You want to leave it at that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I'm, I was going to leave it at that, but then you guys stopped talking to it. Yeah. I, get, I also get a little overwhelmed with so many items in Borderlands, which is weird because Diablo 3, I don't feel as overwhelmed. Do you have the console Diablo 3? I do. It's so good. It is. It's so <laughs> fucking... That, I've put yeah. more time in Diablo 3. I own it for PC and console. I uh, What I like about it is that I got Kelly to play it with me, and we just like started playing through some Diablo Tim 3. Tim and I played Diablo console. Dude, that was... There will be days where we start playing Diablo three, and then like the sun goes up, and then it goes down. So the um, <laughs> the pre sequel was yeah. made by uh, Gearbox. It was made by Two K Australia. Oh really? So oh, every, they, everyone on the moon is Australian. <laughs> <'Cause all> the <laughs> voice- <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and there's no, it's never explained, and everyone's because all the voice actors are hired in Australia. Right. But it's just the concept of it is pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's like, everyone on the moon is Australian. That's Wait, awesome. have, have you ever acknowledged that? Mm. That's awesome. Oh, like the developers? I don't. That's awesome. They'd be like, "Hey, mate, I'm Australian." So, yeah. do you have a copy of Tales from the Borderlands? I don't, but I assume it's on everything. It's on Steam. Yeah. I got it on Steam, but you but, well, I my computer has thankfully I somehow my I have fifty oh, gigabytes of space left. Well, you can get it on your Xbox. Yeah, yeah, Xbox. Yeah, Xbox. You can, you can yeah. get it on Xbox, or you can get the the whole um, Telltale collection okay. on Xbox um, or the mobile. So I have so Minecraft Story just, Mode on my wait, phone. Fuck, I how many? Know. I got for free. How many parts have you played of Tales of the Borderlands? Just I just finished part one last night. We could theoretically stretch it out to five weeks and talk about each episode every week. Oh, oh that'd be interesting. Week, I could do, do that. that. Well, you guys, so you guys, pretty, I'm a week ahead, so you guys could do episode one. That, that's pretty manageable with our schedules and shit. I I like games like 
I think that that also will make the Telltale games more. Let me fun. ask you this: yeah. Do I have to finish Borderlands Two to appreciate yeah. Tales? No. Yeah, it's uh, a side story. Cool. If I uh, yeah. If you, you know, really, uh, if I think you it really helps. want to know the plot, if you really want to, go look it up on Wikipedia or something. But the problem is, is that like the, the only thing that you wouldn't appreciate is that a lot of it's centered around Hyperion, which is like this big company, right? But it's just face like faceless corp company. Yeah, but well, they have some um, cool audio stuff towards the end when you go back to the original world from Borderlands One. No, 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 I love yeah. dude. The, uh, okay, the narrative. Though. Oh, you're right. I take it back. Borderlands Two is okay. Oh, uh, this is my. I'm, I'm not trying to convince you. Don't. This worry. is my opinion on that franchise. And I like the shooting in Borderlands. I, I I understand that people care about that that universe as a whole. Not really for me. Fair enough. That's yeah. yeah but you don't like fun, so like whatever. That's fair. Your Mario Maker level is like the. <laughs> just so this new one, I'm we could on. talk about this Mario Maker level at Dylan I, I, because yeah. I have played yeah, it about yeah. 150 times. That's not enough. It's just not enough. I just I, you just need to do that, it. So let's talk about no so let's star, and be like, the saddest oh. thing ever. <laughs> so right now this level has a point I looked it up yesterday as a point three six percent completion percentage. Yeah. Wow, people have actually completed it. I do. no point three six and the people who completed it, the oh. person who completed it. Oh I you have to finish it. No. No, but no, he went you back and did it. So again. the completion rate you should complete you should complete it on someone else's device. That's what I That's did. What I did. <laughs> I got in the Wendy's account and then I played it and I beat it. And I was like, all right. And I gave myself a star. My motherfucker. So hopefully it stays up there. So here, here are my thoughts. Having played Mario Maker now for about a week. Um, It sucks. No, it's great. (laughs) Um, But playing a bunch of games, first off, one of my takeaways, people in Japan, the Japanese level makers, they just like to see people die. It's like, if you've ever watched those, like, Japanese ninja shows where people just go through crazy gauntlets, that's what people, every level from Japanese makers, they're like, just hard as hell. But, um, there are various types of levels. There are people who make levels that are just kind of auto things. So you start and you just bounce through it and, mm-hmm. You don't do anything and it finishes. There's a lot of those. And some of those I kind of appreciate, but they're not that fun to play. Um, there are people who just make really simplistic levels because they're, they want to put a level out there and those come up a lot. There are people who make levels hard for the sake of being hard. Um, and then there are people who make really challenging levels where there is clearly a lot of thought put into it. And that's what Dylan has done with his level. But my one commentary on levels like that is that I find that they succeed the most when you give the player moments of, of moments of refuge and moments of foresight into thinking, hey, I can see how maybe I can get past that next level. Right. And where I got the most frustrated, not with Dylan's level, but with levels that are so difficult, even if they're well planned out, where you need to play them multiple times just to figure out it's so precise that you have to play them so many times to figure out how to do it is if I was playing through the hundred life Mario scenario, um, which I've beaten on easy and normal, but I'm having a really hard time with expert because all of the levels that they throw at you are so hard to do that you have to, you have to play through it 15, 20 times just to have even a, a hope of beating it. Right. And when you're trying to play through 16 levels with only 100 lives, it's, it is literally impossible to do because people are making levels that are so hard to do without playing through them 20 times or 30 times. And so it feels like, right. And it feels, so it feels like a drain on your time and a drain on your resources when you're playing through that style, when you're playing through, Mm -hmm. I have a hundred lives to make through 16 levels go. Um, And so that was kind of, eh, 
Uh, now with Dylan's level, um, I didn't, I never came across it obviously in the 100 uh, life levels, and so I was just playing through it on regular. So, th- so my life didn't matter. Um, but my, like I said, my matter. my main comment, <laughs> my life doesn't matter. No. Um, my main comment would be if there were like moments of refuge where really hard figure out this one section, yeah. and then you have a moment where it's like, okay, I can just take a breather. Mm-hmm. And it's let's like figure out what that next section is. A lot and of then, action movies that they have. Yeah, pause, um, pause, you know, I think that's what Call of Duty that level drops. the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, because there were certain, you know, it got to a point where I'm like, man, I can get past this part, this part, and this part, but I just can't figure out this next part. And there's no way to get to that part without do. And even th- those first parts that I know how to do, there are still times where I'm going to fuck up because it's so precise I that if you miss, that. if you miss that thing, even though you know what you're supposed to do, it's so precise that if you miss it, you're going to miss it and you're going to die. Or the battle to get to where you're stuck is so hard. And it's not right. like sliding into a No, no, no. And I'm not a player. It's like, uh, I, Dylan's level boggled my mind at how incredibly complex and how much foresight there was to say, let's figure out when this track moves here and this track moves here, you have to be, have, have done this and do this and jump here. That's incredible. And I give you a lot of credit for that because that is, that is impressive. But as someone coming to this, trying to play it as a gamer, um, where I would have appreciated it more is almost having that glimmer of hope because it, it just feels so daunting that there never feels like that. Ooh, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm close. And, and the end is in sight. Um, and that would be my advice to, to build that into that mechanic somehow. Yeah. Um, it was especially apparent when you said when you misinterpreted a part of it, because there's the part with yes. the paratroopers the Koopa Paratroopers, mm-hmm. where they're flying up in front of the rail, and you just jump. I thought I was supposed to bounce block. off of that to get to the yeah. next block. But what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to follow the arc, and you're supposed to shoot a fireball at each one and kill them. So, which I did, and then it kept going, and then it goes back up, and then are you supposed to jump on that next? No, you're supposed to duck because what it does, the block is well, yeah. So you duck, you duck onto that, that yeah. You. So you duck onto that. So I did that, but then are you supposed to jump onto the next skull or? Yes. So, okay, when it, so, so when I did it launches that. it off the track, you jump onto the next goal, and by that point, you should see the P switch track right. going. So I did that, but then when I got down to the to the bottom right, the the timing wasn't there. It wasn't there. The, I wasn't able to jump onto the P switch track to back jump back onto the P switch. Track. Yeah, it's very pers- so, like you have to start them when at the very beginning level, you have to start them basically at the same time. Right. Wait, so you basically walk into the first track, it goes up, and then. You walk in, and then at your just stand on it yeah. as it starts to rise and just walk off it onto the. No, oh, so line. I did that. And I got that timing right, yeah. but I think it was when I jump onto the next skull that I had the time. I, I don't know. And see, that's yeah. where and that's so where, where I jump onto the next skull is when the first cart mm-hmm. is directly over top of it. Because what you can okay. do, so if you're standing on the oh, so you stay on the P track to go all the way over and then come back. No, you stand on your original track that you're on from the beginning. Right, or that's what I meant. And yes. when it goes over top the cart, uh, the skull track that hasn't been started yet, you wait till you're directly over top of it, and then you can just jump, jump straight up because Mario yeah. doesn't maintain momentum when he's on those tracks, so you can jump right. straight up, and he'll just jump up and then fall back down, and you'll land on that. Okay. But so, like, that's where I'm... Also, I will say, uh, one of the things I find really frustrating, because you, you, you weren't the only person who did this, when you build into a level a way that you get stuck and can't get out, yep. that pisses me off yep. to no end. Mm. And so the first time I fell in that little thing, yeah. and then you jump up to try to get out, and it's blocks that are hidden. And you just hidden block, hidden block, hidden block, and then you realize you're stuck in this box. I don't like that. Okay. So the thing about um, 
I get so and same thing with like boss battles that I can't beat. Yeah. I have a threshold where like I'll try and like that's why I never finished Bloodborne because I just tried and tried and tried. Mm. And I know what I have to do to do it, but the process of doing it just gets unfun and then I just immediately lose interest. Yeah. And I, and I, when I worked from I interned for a video game company when I was in high school and one of the guys that did he explained difficulty to me as like really good difficulty scaling in games is like if you were to like think of like if really, really like opaque, like uh, not opaque, but like a game that's too hard, like a wall that you look at that you can't climb over. But like really good game game difficulty is like a staircase where it's hard to climb each step, mm. but you can see the top of the step, you know. And that's you have to see that goal yeah. for it to really be. I I've found a few makers in Mario Maker where I really appreciate their levels. Um, and like this one guy I found yesterday, I played through maybe like five of his levels. He does a really good job at here's some really difficult sections and then here's a stationary platform and a mushroom block just to like give yourself a little bit more breathing room okay in the next section um and 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 it may it's that's i think the most telling thing about mario maker because i haven't really spent time making my own levels i'm just unlocking all the stuff now still going on every day Mm -hmm. um so i've just been playing other levels it's really made me understand or think about game design in a in a really unique way in terms of why is it that I didn't enjoy this or that level? Why is it that I do appreciate this or that level? Why, you know, uh, it's really interesting seeing what people do. It's and also insane. Behind the curtain of like just what goes in their encounter design. Yeah. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah. So what I've been doing with this new level I've been building is basically I'm taking every part from my first two that were good that I basically said, okay, if this, if it were just this, mm-hmm. instead of this entire mechanism surrounding it. You mm-hmm. love to make these just crazy hell machines. <laughs> but this one, so it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's not like the most difficult part of it. So like I reintroduced that P-switch track mechanic that I had before mm-hmm. where you have to step on the skulls and then it picks up the P-switch yeah. and goes around. But what it's, what I want it to do is that there'll be a point where it kind of just drops it off for you. See, that that I, I think it would be more apparent to the player that, hey, that was cool and this was well designed and well thought out, but not so difficult that you... It's not even that it's difficult. It, the difficulty doesn't lie in the making of the jumps. The difficulty lies in the fact that it's so precise that you don't know going into it what you have to do. There's no, yeah. there's nothing that's apparent about it. It's very it. obtuse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to rectify that stuff. And then the difficulty I'm trying to, instead of the obtuseness part, I just, the difficulty is derived from um, not even precise jumps, but just like some other technical mastery. Mm-hmm. So like there are the, the grinder wheels, yep. which yeah, I implemented a little bit in that one that you played. And mm-hmm. they're, if you shake the grinder wheel, so every almost everything has an alternative use. If you right. shake it, it turns right. into something else. The grinder wheels, they just introduced this with the checkpoint the, system. The donut. They turn into bumpers. So they're just big bouncing donuts. So you touch them and they bounce you up. So I built a straight rail that is a bumper moving back and forth. And then there are a bunch of grinders moving on the same rail as the bumpers. So you have to, roll, roll so you have to jump bumper. on the bumper. Now, when you go on the bumper, it. does your velocity just go up? No, it's it's angled. Whatever there's a refraction, so whatever angle you hit it, 
it's going to bounce. So much like, to make it so that you you jump on it and then it, it automatically follows you, so that you just keep bouncing and it go. That'd be kind of you cool. You can do that. Um, I realized that in the Super Mario World physics, because the physics are slightly different in each. I think that's awesome. In each one, uh, in the Super Mario World, if you're running and you jump and you just keep jumping without actually pressing forward, you can start. You can just start going forward, hold down run, and, and then let go of going forward and just jump, and it'll jump at a set interval. Um, and it'll just keep moving forward without having to press forward, uh, which was weird. Yeah, but, but for like the bumpers, they have like if you just touch it, you're bouncing. But if you yeah. hit A at the descent, it does a super bounce. It's it's like a music block, only mm-hmm. bigger. Yeah, and bouncy everywhere, and sends you in random directions. Right. So it's like it, a music block, only bigger, only bigger, only worse. <laughs> Remember how much you hate music blocks? Make them worse. Uh, and then I also reincorporated something I had from my very first level that got deleted. It um You're so bitter about that. Just, I just if I knew if I knew it was coming, I wouldn't have been so bitter. But it's basically there's this part where so on the other side of the door, so when you go through the door at the very beginning of the level, it spawns the doors up here and you drop and you automatically hit a P switch. Mm-hmm. And the P switch drops a bunch of bomb bombs. And the bomb bombs are standing about on three uh or four rows of blocks, of hard blocks. Mm-hmm. And you have to stomp on the bomb bombs, the bomb bombs will blow up the blocks mm-hmm. but if you don't do it by the time the p-switch timing is done that last row uh will turn back in the blocks mm-hmm. so again something challenging but not and i'm thinking of putting maybe like a checkpoint under it because yeah. it is kind of frustrating it's got to be one of those things where the solution needs to be apparent in two or three deaths right because if 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 you have to kill I think yourself it be ten times before you die, I like the idea of it being apparent before you die. But I, I think if you are aiming to do a puzzle level, and and the, the game does give you to be to be fair, that was the other feedback I wanted to give you. You have your level labeled as a track level. I would label it as a puzzle level. Okay. Because you oh, can, I didn't know you can you assign you can assign puzzle. Man, they really did you a can good assign job fighter. Um, if there's it's, a shoot 'em up. There's a shoot 'em up one. It's like so. So I think that would be another thing is that you want to make sure that it's classified uh, accurately. And I think if it is classified as puzzle, and you are, and there, and there were some, I I found this one puzzle level. This person did. I thought was brilliant. She made it so that you get to this section, and there are two music blocks. One has a um, spike shell, and one has uh, like the little mole shells or uh-huh. you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the hard black shell. Yeah. And then my soap. Yeah. And then yeah, your soap. And then just past that, there's like a stack of things that you have to jump into. And the spike shell will destroy things. The black shell will bump things. Yeah. And you have to choose which of the shells you're gonna have on your head. Right. To go into the next one to unlock it to go to the next section. Some Destiny level shit. And like, and she had the the noises so that if you chose the right one, it would go ding dong, and if you chose the wrong one, it'd be like ah. Yeah. And so you had to restart it a few times, but you could figure out pretty quickly which one was the right one or the wrong one. And so it was cool to kind of think about it, but it was very not Mario. It was very Mm -hmm. puzzle, but she did have it labeled correctly, so I knew what I was getting into Mm -hmm. when I tried it. Mine had. I played one that was even more simplistic than that, where you start the level and you run by this this flat field and like cons- just housed. There's like three boxes housed in like a grid and or not three is six and it's six different enemies. Mm. So it's like a Koopa, a Dry Bones, a Piranha Plant, um, a trampoline, and a coin, something else. And you have to memorize the order because in the next part it's just three compartments with a one way 
wall. Mm. So once you pick one, you can't go back. And each one is de- is marked by the corresponding enemy. Mm-hmm. So you have to remember for six doorways, each one to right. properly choose. And like, and if you go through the right one, it immediately goes ding ding. Yeah. And then, but if you choose the wrong one, it's kind of like Brant. But you have to walk. It's basically this walk of shame <laughs> to your death. Yeah, because you'll like go See, through. And a pipe, those are those. Pipe will spit you I out. really appreciate those levels yes. for the for the work that goes into them. But I will say, I don't think that those types of levels should appear. In the, in the 100 Mario game. Challenge. Um, because... What's the 100 Mario Challenge? Uh, basically, you have 100 lives to make it through 16 levels. Mm-hmm. And there's an easy, a normal, and an expert. Yes. And I assume that they choose the levels for you based on the completion percentage. Um, yeah. And so... When because you, if you go into the bookmark, each level is called either easy, medium, expert, or super expert. Right. Um, and, and, and they're designated by their completion percentages. Right. And so I think that when you get to that thing there needs to be a there need they need to de- develop a, a a greater mechanic in terms of assessing why those things are are not being completed because otherwise you have things that are just so insanely difficult coming up that it just feels like a waste of time and you have you I don't have the incentive to try to play through the expert level because it just doesn't even feel beatable yeah. it's to the point where it just does not feel completable i think the way they could circumvent that is just basically have a thumbs up thumbs down system just yeah like, or like some kind of like yeah that, yeah that would be better than randomly deleting people's levels i don't know maybe, <laughs> maybe we've got enough down votes that we deleted this is the uh dylan's gonna take over nintendo then tank the company like 200 years my ass <laughs> you well play, you want to play anything else you play anything else Mason? um we didn't talk about um favorite gaming moment of 2015 yeah, but he meant... Okay. I thought of one that I forgot. It, All so. right. Let's do that. Right now? Well, did anyone think of theirs? Yeah. What's yours? Mine is still very much The Last of Us. Um, I, I played it later. I played it on PS4. And, you know, we're far past the range of spoilers, so I'm just going to spoil this. <gasps> um, wait. Have you not played it? Okay. I haven't played it. I don't play Okay, I had two moments. I will not describe the second moment. Fuck. I, no, you, they're not okay. going to play it. They don't have a PS4. You don't know me. Okay, so my favorite moment... Was when you finish the cannibal section. Yeah, it's such a, a har- harrowing experience of first. The being, voice actor is Nathan Drake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, God, he's everything. He's, he, um, yeah. Nolan North. Nolan North. Um, it's a harrowing experience being Ellie and being. If I'm remembering this right, you start as Ellie and you get taken to this place, um, and then as Joel, you have to get her out of there. And all these horrible people. It's snowy. It's hard to see. Death lurks around every corner. There's wind, and so the whole game you play is a guy named Joel, yeah. right? And you're pretty, you're, you have this this girl that's like your she's in your ward, and um, Joel gets hurt, mm-hmm. like, and so all of a sudden it changes. And you play as Ellie. Oh, then, I forgot how she meets these people. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And you're hunting. Yep, and the her, so good. yeah. So she is captured by these cannibals, and. It is just fearing for her life. Oh my god, they're gonna eat me! I'm going to die. And I can't remember. Do you you play as Joel when you're fighting the boss, right? Yes, that sequence was terrifying. Yeah, that whole sequence, and then you're in a um a cabin, like a big yeah. resort cabin, and you're in the the restaurant section, and you go back and forth between the seating area and the the kitchen, and he's got you're not armed, you only have a knife. I could have sworn you had a gun. Maybe you had a gun. I can't remember. I know that thing. Fuck. But, but he's he's totally he totally out on you. He's stalking you. 
And um, I want to say that Ellie's the one who delivers the finishing blow because mm-hmm. the cutscene was just like so cathartic and emotional. Like that game just bleeds emotion. That game's great. I love that game. Yeah. That's one of my favorite games I've ever played. Hands down. I'll play it. It's great. Um, so not to not to stand up and tower over all of you. My <laughs> back hurts. I know. Uh, how much is that? It sounds like it's taking a lot of influence from the road. It's the yeah, it's the road. Because there's that Campbell section in the road. It's uh take so the the Last of Us there's a fungus outbreak that makes people essentially zombies, pickers. It's a lot like I mean it's not the same beat for beat, but it's very this post-apocalyptic, you know. And, and she's he's a father figure. He wants to be a father figure for this girl. So a third person shooter, yeah. driven shooter. From the Uncharted team. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. I've, it's, heard, I've heard it's very good. Yeah, it's like a stealth action. Yeah. Um, and I love the, the gameplay <laughs> loop in that game. I'm oh, a big fan of it. It scared the shit out of me a bunch of times, too. And uh, the, the AI is pretty good, but they, 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 they look for you. And I just remember there was an E3 demo where the AI was so much better than it actually came out. <laughs> I really want the game. Was that the demo where at the end it's Joel shotgunning a guy in the face and everyone's cheering? Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking awesome. Video games! But I, I want. I'm still waiting for the big push for better AI in games. Not better AI, but more reactive AI, where they're really... And all of the machine learning stuff makes it really exciting. That's just... That's, that's computationally intensive. It is. No, and it's... it's. But I think you're... I think it makes encounters more interesting when the enemies are like... That's why I love stealth games, because you can, you can mess with the enemies' yeah. routes and stuff, and you can kind of play and subvert that stuff. I think that's fun. Dan, what's your best gaming moment? So my best gaming moment, I was thinking about this, and That's my, my question was, does it have to be things that came out in 2015? No, or just, just, okay. so just what you played yeah. in. So my, my answer to that is my reinvestment in my life in gaming is my best yeah. thing of 2015. Because I, in 2014 and 2013, I have really let games kind of take a back seat in my too, life. Too busy playing I, I was I was playing Grep- I did play Grepless really <laughs> intensely for about a year and a half. Uh, that's why you didn't play any games, Dan. Terms, that's probably why. It's a game but of life. In terms of console <laughs> gaming, you know, I I got within a two-month span, I got my Xbox One and my Wii U. So December of 2014 into, and then February of, of 2015. And just reminding myself how much I love video games, how much a part of my life they are. Yeah. Um, I mean, some standouts actually. A lot of a lot of throwbacks that reminded me of the of my life in gaming happened in 2015. Resident Evil HD Remaster was huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got my Wii U and being able to download all the virtual console shit, that was yeah. big. Um, Rare Replay coming out was a big thing. So all of that uh, kind of gaming coming back to a forefront in my life. And then the other thing would be what I mentioned last time is Games with Gold allowing me to experience a lot of games I may not have experienced otherwise. Hmm. Uh, and so really falling into things like Child of Light or Rayman or, uh, you know, Volgar the Viking, stuff like that. that You're I, the only guy celebrating Volgar the Viking. Volgar the Viking is, is a really hard but really fun game. What the hell is that? It's a really hard uh, 16-bit it's Metroidvania really hard, really style. Game. Actually, it's not really Metroidvania. It's because you... Anyway, it's 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 worth playing. Okay. You, can, you guys can come over to my house and play it sometime if you want. What about you, El Vento? That's Board your best games. gaming moment? Yeah, I'm trying to think of one, but I think... 
putting all this stuff together is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Do you guys still have shirts? I would totally buy one. Uh, I have a online uh, purchase thing open through Custom Ink that I can send cool. a link to. Yeah, yeah. And I can just, I can just keep pushing back the deadline for when the payments are due until because oh. I think Sarah wanted to get one and Wendy wanted to get one, so I don't know if they put any orders in. What about you, Mason? Uh, well, now if I say anything, it's not water. I look like an asshole. <laughs> Uh, no, what's your, what's your, yeah, <laughs> we played that uh, like a week ago. That was yeah. a beta of what? Beta two. Uh, demo. Oh, what was way. interesting about it? Beta two. So that it's just like. It goes and then it just keeps going. It. It's, it's like zero it's, to a hundred. Yeah, Bayonetta. So Bayonetta, it leans right into it. I man. really, I've, it's so it's one of the Shoulder few games first. that's gotten a ten out of ten on Gamespot, and it's uh, it's good. It, I, I really, it's it was one of my thoughts when I got my Wii U was that I really wanted to get Bayonetta two, and I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Dude, so did you play the demo? No, that's why I, I love yeah. it. I think it's fun. It's just super stylized too. Like when yep. she enters Witch Time, everything goes purple. I thought like it's yep. a game that like, it's. There are these crunchy games that just like feel crunchy good to good play. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like yeah, like you know, um, it's like shooting the shotgun in Halo does that for me. Oh, yeah, yes. and he shoots it, yeah. and he pumps it. And you're like yeah, <laughs> yep. man. And I, and I, and the that's the one thing I don't like about The Last of Us is that I don't I'm not crazy about the shooting mechanics in that game. It it's a little yeah. It doesn't feel as honed um, in as I want it to feel. There was that Resident Evil effect of it being awkward and weird, making it harder and scarier. Yeah, which, and I mean, I like. Okay it with. didn't get in the way of my enjoyment of the game. I yeah. adore that game. But there's like, it's like swinging. That's why I love Mo- the Monster Hunter series, because there's a, a weapon class called the Great Sword. I always and to play that. Heavy, and all the animations take forever, but when you hit stuff with it, like, they recoil, and like, <laughs> I love that stuff. Um. Game, Has everyone here played? Oh, you probably haven't. Um, Shadow of the Colossus. Fucking love Shadow. No, but I've heard it's good. It's amazing. Yeah. It's one of the best. Games it's ever. one of those games where you should just go to um, the video game store in Carytown, yeah. buy an old PS2, yeah, and just play Shadow. Yeah, history, yeah. history. They were talking about it on History of Awesome for whatever year it came out, uh, and, and I was like, I don't even remember this game coming out, but the way they're talking about this game, it, it just sounds like, amazing. That game was doing things that we were talking about where, like, it makes you feel things as a game before yes, the games are doing they, that. they yeah, talked about that, and the, and the morality choices of... There's uh, no morality No, there's That's no why I like well, that. You are the bad... Yeah. The game yeah. doesn't give you the option... To do bad things. And to do bad or good, you, you, it just... When it's all said and done, you did bad things. Yeah, yeah. You don't and know last was a little bit. Yeah. And there's like, and there's a narrative reason before for yeah. because at the beginning of the game, your wife, Girl. significant other, they never is, really is, out, is dying. They, they never right. spelled out until later, and then you, yeah, it's great. It's, it's so great. A, it's a it's a prequel to Ico. Yeah, they're it's, in the same world, but no, it ends with the kid from Ico being born, isn't it? I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember that, but I don't that, know. It was that game and talk about encounter design. Yeah, those are sweet. Nah, and that game did scale. They're scale. they're coming out. I think they're coming out with a, the flying one. Yeah, the HD one. Yeah. Like for mm-hmm. The one and they just the the monster design in that game is awesome. That's why I like Monster Hunter too. I like all the way the monsters look in Monster Hunter. Right. Uh, game moment. Uh, I like all the wars. You played so many. Like I'm jealous of how many games you played. Because you you got I don't I don't I just don't go out. Well, when you have a podcast that's centered around video games, and you're yeah. like, "Well, I didn't play anything for the eighth week in a row." <laughs> Sorry, guys. Who me? No, I'm not. I'm saying if oh, we did yeah. that. <laughs> well, I go through like fits and bursts where like I'll really play games hard, and then I won't play. Um. Well, there was only one week. Well, it was two weeks that I remember distinctively. But there was one week where Mason was like, "I am playing. I am." I am playing Dream center, and he like it's probably yeah. It was like around the it was like that week that we had Andrew stuff do, Bob do, and all yeah. that stuff. But he was like freaking out that he didn't play. It was like, 
That happens. Dude, video games. I'm a I'm a I'm a worse person when I'm not playing video games. Like they it's my meditation. So take that Hillary Clinton. <laughs> well, she the anti the, back of the day. The the hot coffee thing. Oh fucking it. Oh, no, I mean, uh, with Hillary and Tipper Gore it was uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it was so. even before hot uh, coffee. That's so, that's why I remember. Um it's interesting that you, you mentioned gaming becoming a part of your life again, because it was very much yeah. mine too. And I've had this ritual for as far back as, as I can remember where if I'm about to go on a first or second date, I will play a solid like half hour to an hour of video games right before going out. Play a dating sim? No. no I got no. this down pat. <laughs> no, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, right? Practice. No, it's whatever I'm playing at the time. And then Where are your cat ears? I don't understand. It, like, it will just, it, that's kind of my, my ritual. It will go well because of that. I knew I could date Sarah because I could sit and play video games next to her for hours and not say a single word, and she was totally cool with it. And no. I was like, it's going to work. And Sarah <laughs> was like, what work. the fuck is this shit? I date, I date girls that would be like, what are you doing with your time? I'm like, it's important to me. <laughs> Still haven't answered the question. Gaming moment. Um, I really, really enjoyed when we played Mario Party, even though I fucking hate Mario Party. I hate to, I love star, to hate uh, Mario Party and I'm good at it. Yeah. I'm really fucking good at Mario Party. I I can never own it. No. I enjoyed it. I almost bought it for Wii U. You sent me a picture of Mario Party ten at the store. I've heard ten is not like, that good. Should I get it? But well, are they are any of them good? No, 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 no. Some of them are better than others. Okay, but like, but like I've owned three and one of them was not as nearly as good as the other two. Anyway. I really, really, really could I Built my computer to run The Witcher Three, like max the fuck out. So the vistas in The Witcher Three, yeah. like looking at Witcher Three, I would just be like, "Look at this! Look at this! Looks ridiculous!" And IGN's multiple times, yeah. Tim came in, and at one point, like it's like storming, and everything when the wind blows, there's a ton of physics firing off, and it just it looks cool. Like yeah. it just is like wow, and there's just so much. It's so dense with stuff. Yeah. So I liked that a lot. Um, I played XCOM again this year <laughs> and thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, have, I, have I told you guys that I named all the characters after like my friends? I'm sorry, yeah. And I would text them when they died, like, "Hey, you just died." Uh, no one <laughs> We're died. having a memorial service yeah. tomorrow. No one died in my camp. I don't ever let people die. Do you reload? Yeah, I, I did that songs. for my first playthrough. My second one, I only got partway through. What? I'm trying. I don't. I don't know if anything like stands out. Like this is like the best moment. But like, I don't know. Sorry, I don't know why I posed that question if I didn't have an answer for it. <laughs> Bastard. Huh? I really, really, I think The Witcher Three is something special, and I want to finish it finally. I want to try. Well, I want to try getting back into XCOM. Um, XCOM Two comes out in February. I bought Dylan XCOM because <laughs> I was like, "You have to play this." this is, he bought me XCOM. I bought him Kentucky Route Zero. This is. <laughs> I love. Oh, I really want to play Kentucky Route Zero. Kentucky Route Zero is cool. Um. I want to try getting back into XCOM and Witcher 2 because I played probably... Three. No. I d- he has a Witcher 2. I, Witcher 3 I, I as well. I don't yeah. know if those... I don't know. Like, oh. You know, Witcher, after, no, but I meant Witcher number 2. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. Three Talking is so with much you so better. much, it's like... I don't know if these games are for you. Like, I just think that you want that straight to the vein. I want the main line right here. And I think that the Witcher... The Witcher 3 in particular is like... This feels enormous, and like it's bigger than what I can handle. That's one of the main reasons I have not gotten The Witcher Three yet is because mm-hmm. I know. I mean, and look at what, what look at what I've done. Out, look at what yeah, I've done with Fallout. 
So, <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. But strap on, like, I know. This, this quest design that is. I know. Is, is, it, the Witcher And I want it so badly, other... but I know that going into school, I'm not going to have the time to. Nah do it so had i not played the witcher 3 this year i think i would have liked fallout 4 more yeah but the witcher 3 did stuff with quests where i was like this is this is cool because it's a lot of you're a detective nine times out of ten yep. like you're just solving crimes what i've heard it's so cool you're the batman uh right, so next week episode one of tales from borderlands that's the goal, man. You gotta play it. Okay. It yeah. takes about. I think how long it takes. It usually take like five hours, four hours. I don't think it's one's that long. For one episode? Depends. On, well, it depends. I can tell you how long it takes right now. Sometimes they're only like two. It's the only one I've played. Um. Uh. But he left it paused for sequel three hundred hours. Well, I do that a lot. So the time's off. Uh, it takes you. Me. Keep talking. Uh, two hours. Yeah. So that's there you go. So it's that's totally so, manageable. Tales from Borderlands. And it's a good, it's like, Episode it's, one. A, it's a dense two out. Like, it's a good, solid. I know Chris Hardwick is one of the voices in the yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, nice. So. And his character pissed the living hell out of me in the beginning, and then he grew on me. No. So. so, our game in that Telltale bundle that I really want to play, I really want to play Poker Night, the inventory, one and hmm. two. Just, have you heard of these? What the fuck is Poker Night? All right, so Telltale. Way back when made uh, Texas Hold'em. It's just called Telltale's Pe- Texas Hold'em. Yeah. Oh, fuck. This is the one that has all their characters, right? Yeah. So the Telltale Texas Hold'em had just like generic, just quirky characters that they made up. But Poker Night the Inventory, number one, has has Max. No, it has. Homestar Runner. Yeah. Yeah. It has. They made a Homestar Runner game. Yeah. They have, they have Strong it's Bad. It's Tycho from Penny Arcade. It's Tycho from Penny Arcade, Strong Bad, um, The Heavy from Team Fortress 2, and. Uh, is that Sam or is that... It's Max, right? From Sam and Max. I'm, I'm not sure which one. Which one's Mason? Do you know which one's the dog, which one's the rabbit, and Sam and Max? I think the rabbit's Sam. Oh, by yeah, the way. So that's Sam. I feel like this bear's worth mentioning since Penny Arcade has come up a number of times. Um, I can't remember if it's Tycho or Gabe. I think it's Gabe. I think they're horrible people. I don't like, know. the way they treat attendees at their conventions and the way they disrespect women. I think they're phenomenal uh, cartoonists and writers and set up a great convention, but all the stuff I heard about the way they handle attendees, like, it was kind of heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, Fulbright, the Gone Home people, yeah. said they, they don't do packs anymore because yeah, of... Yeah, I, I read all about that, yeah. Um, but I think they come from... Max is the rabbit. Okay. They come, they come from a really... <laughs> 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 they come from a really weird place, and, you know, I was, you know, I don't know how old I was when I started reading it, and I don't care for it now. It's like, okay, yeah. it's... I'll, I'll check in on it every once in a while, but I don't think, like, they're doing groundbreaking stuff, but... It's an entertaining comic. I, I have no problems with the comic. Yeah. Um, but I think they come from this place of nerddom when they were, like... They were the ones being picked on mm. when they were kids, and they kind of, like, grew up to with a thick skin and chip on their shoulder. Well, you have the context be- for what... So Dan knows what's going on? Have you heard about this? I know Penny Arcade, but... I'd have to pull their statements up. Yeah, so they've it had t- something to do with trans. There's been a lot. No, of them. it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't. Really? wasn't well, there was that. one. Um, the that, one that blew up that they got in yeah. trouble later. But it, I think it was kind of a series of events because there was one. It was about uh, dick wolves because they were making fun of WoW. Um, yeah, quest were- design and talking yeah. about this guy getting raped by wolves if he wasn't yeah. being saved. And he's like, "Well, I already got my ten slaves. I already rescued." It was. So. It was a very cavalier response to people who said that they've been offended by comments about rape and mm-hmm. rape jokes gotcha and i don't i'm not well, i'm not arguing the merits of i want to be very clear because we have this problem i'm not arguing the merits 
of a rape joke, but I do think that stand-up comedians or any comedy writers. It, well, it's like um, what's his, Louis C.K. like his SNL thing. Like you can't the, say anything. The entire thing was just you know it was a huge comment about racism and race, but he was like in doing so using racial terms. Remember that yeah, SNL yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Well, there's there's moments of commentary on life, and there's moments where you are representative of something larger than yourself. Someone being a stand-up comedian is acting as a as a that that is commentary, and so that can often the comment can be commentary. But that's what I'm saying, comment. Yeah. But but I think but that, they also have packs and everything. I think else that if you are yeah, I think if you are representing an industry that is known to have issues with misogyny as an industry, um, I think that 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 there is a different set of standards there. But. I think, and, and I, I, I kind of hear both. I, their response to it wasn't appropriate. You know what I mean? But I think, you know, if I wrote something and it, it was offensive, or I said something offensive, right? I would. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to like, stir up emotions in people about That's things, hard. you know? But also, like, there's something to be said about when offense the the, re, the reaction to offensive things because the internet mm-hmm. lynch mob that exists now is terrifying and mm-hmm. you, you know it's it's so hard because like it if every offensive thing was ever recorded from like JFK's era sure, or like yeah. you know like when like you know but there's also everyone's everyone I mean, slips at, up at the same time this is an era where you have people uh you know female figures in the gaming industry are few and far between um, and when they come on to Twitter and do commentary or playthroughs and people are talking about oh, yeah. cutting their head off and coming to their house and raping them and, the and whole, shit like the that. Whole game and that, thing and that, that has gotten pretty out of control. Um, there exists a different standard in terms of the figureheads in the industry, how they are representing the industry as a whole. And you're and, right. And, 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 and what they do is under a different light. Right. Than it, but I, it's... it's I can still empathize with like the I don't get why it's yes it's offensive, but some things are offensive. Like and it's mm-hmm. not and that doesn't make it okay. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that like I think I like to live in a world where offensive things can't exist. Right. I think the difficulty is divesting <clears throat> them being exclusionary or offensive in one silo. And right, then and then being, you have this, yeah. this trying to be inclusive. Well, Pax represents this massive like feel good show that people yeah. love like people love packs right yeah. and i i do i do see that yeah that's that's where my problem lies i'm with you in that um, we're going up in your um yeah, we need, the office as a whole we should be very choosy about what offends us because if we're offended by everything that is all meaningless and you know how can you address the important issues if if you don't say like this is something we're talking about or how um, do you get to the actual issue where you know is a joke you know, did did the rape thing need to be in that comic strip? Well, the yeah, and is the, the actual commentary. The distinction I can there see that. is that they are the you know they're running packs, and it is supposed to be a mm-hmm. safe, inclusive space. And I think that's where the problem comes in. Yeah. I mean, it's something like if we would ever want to produce a, or any of us want to produce a product, but we are our voices are being recorded here. Like we run the calculated risk of our personality or persona informing 
a reaction to something. To, to a product that's created. I just I I think we're hurtling towards a future that I I'm not sure I'm as crazy about mm-hmm. where everything's under that uh like recall. Mm-hmm. It's not even, it's just that everything's long. Mm-hmm. You know, they sure. don't have that many arguments with people um, and I can pull the text message up where I'm like, this is where you fucked up. Like, that's right. not fair. There's the new Daily Show was Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Yeah. Those statements I mean, made like years ago. Philosophically, like, comments it, maybe it right. is, philosophically, maybe it is fair because, you know, I, I always like to try to live by the axiom of it's not what you do when people are looking. It's what you do when people aren't looking that defines who you are. Mm. And, you know, if you're in a conversation, if you're in an argument with someone, and they say something or they do something and you pull it up later. It is fair that you pulled it up later because they did it and it happened and it existed. And that that you being able to access that information does not change whether it was said or not. No. And so and so I don't think that our ability to have access to things, all it does is is it may bring heightened scrutiny, but it brings heightened scrutiny on things that that many times are universally agreed upon to not be good in the first place. And we're not good in the first place. And just because we didn't have access to those things in the past that people said or did, did not make them right. And did no, not make that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that right. I get scared at the, um, there's something to be said about being candid. Sure. And, 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 and if that's, a, it's, if it's a reflection of you and it's not your best self, and you should you should aspire to be the best self you can be. Right? Sure, but I do my the content that I find interesting from people that I care about, like mm-hmm. the Giant Bomb staff or uh, or uh, John Stewart, mm-hmm. is when they're at their most candid mm-hmm. and they they're not. You know what I mean? Like that. It's it feels truer rather than the uh, kind of sterile. I would love to tell you how I feel about something, but I know that, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm not saying, you know, if you feel, if you fall on the wrong side of where the, the conversation or the, the, the culture is going, then you, you're going to get it. You're going to get yours eventually. Like it's going to yeah. happen. Like if, if you're not on board game, or, yet, or it's you, like, what, what are you doing? Or I think what happens is you need to be a person who, who owns up to it and talks about it and admits to it and says, but the conversation the can't in, 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 and I don't know the specifics of, this stuff this, with, and they were Penny Arcade. I, I honestly don't know what. But also, what that is. I would so. I would say tying it back to the Penny Arcade thing, they have tried to make amends. Yeah, they yeah. have tried to make apologies, and they've like tried. But the one guy didn't apologize. Like it was a weird thing where he just didn't. well, it was it was kind of a standoff thing for a while. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Mike Krahulik eventually yeah. made some someone probably told him you. Well, that's, I think well, who Robert Koo, who's their kind of business strategist, um, probably. You know, he didn't command him to because he didn't I don't have know. to. And, and you know what? You know, sucks about that is that Gabe and Tycho probably are decent people. Like, not if, I'm not saying they're like the the best people, but they're probably nice. If enough. you watch the, but the perception around them right now is still the the stink is still there. Yeah, yeah. If you and watch the video true. series of them, like they seem like completely. Yeah. And I didn't know the thing specifically of like them being rude to everyone. Yeah, like them obviously them being rude to a certain group of people is not cool either, but, like, I always had the impression that they were... Just kind of assholes. No, I had the impression they were amicable at conventions and mm. stuff. Like, if you want Oh, to no, watch. no, I mean, but the, the, I still feel like I'm seeing, they, they make fun of... They make fun of everyone. I think and South they, Park gets away mm. with it, too, because no one's free of it. You mm. know what I mean? And, mm. I, and I, I, 
I who, think that's important. Who are the creators of South Park? What are their names? Matt, Matt and Trey and Trey Parker. Yeah, so Matt and Trey, but it's like, you don't go to Matt and Trey and Matt and Trey dicks to you. Right. I think for all intents and purposes, those guys are pretty... That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, I'm mm-hmm. sure they're they're good dudes. And I, I mean, well, you know, they're, they're they're not killing people and they have family, so they're, they're probably okay. But I, the thing I will say about Matt and Trey is they are, and have always been, extremely straightforward about the fact that they make satire and that is what they do and that's all they represent and if penny arcade were nothing but comic strips i don't think anybody would be holding these people to heightened scrutiny about what they say and and so it it really is about what is it that they are bringing to the table who are they representing and who are they who are they potentially uh damaging with what they're saying and doing and and there are different levels because involvement if you you run a convention that kind of runs Mm -hmm. not a wider industry opinion, not mm-hmm. the opinion. Well, and I, I get, I get a bad taste in my mouth at uh, the brand center a lot of times because I, I think that people just accept the fact that we have professors that are openly sexist and a oh, little racist. God, yeah. Yep. And I don't, you know, that to me, we all smile and nod because we have we're paying fuck tons of money to go there, and we need, we want this because it's going to pay off for our career. But I think that we do take a little bit on the chin. And I, I don't like the ambiguous, like, sometimes we set, see, now I'm kind of arguing the other side of it now. But, like, we no, sacrifice, given, given the scenario, it, it gets complicated quick. What I think, And I feel like the internet doesn't allow this, and I'm not saying the complications are right hmm? by any means, but the internet doesn't see the gray area. You know what I mean? The internet is sound bites, and it's these pictures. Well, yes. Ever since, ever since 2001, we've lived in a, a world of false dichotomies. Everything black and white, and you're either with us or against us, and and that's this fucking American. That in. Well, that's that's the reality. That we live. Well, what was the you're term? part of my out group, so you're an American. Yeah. What was the part of the the wasp? Wasp white, white. Anglo-Saxon <laughs> Protestant. Yeah. Yeah. What, so, what about him? Well, it's, no, someone called Tim's wasp. Was that well, you? Looking no. waspy today? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. It might have oh, Jamie. It was Jamie. That's what it was. Jamie brings it down there. Well, sorry to drive us down that road. No, I like this. Yeah. I think it's important. I mean, but I, I, think I can the, talk at length about Let's, let's get back to what everyone really cares about. Richmond Utilities. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the best thing that specifically Penny Arcade could do would probably be divest themselves from the greater. And, and um, Child's Play, they're, they're big. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, I think their biggest, thing. they built this behemoth of a brand. Yeah. They, they can't... They essentially need to go do a Seinfeld cars and coffee thing, where he's like, "I'm just gonna go do my own thing now." Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's like the brand is them. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, the convention true. should change his name, and then but you be a bunch of other stakeholders. Point. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it, if it changes to something else, like if the name, well, maybe not, but or maybe if it just becomes Pax, yeah. Pax doesn't stand for anything. I don't follow Penny Arcade. I used to follow it re- religiously. Um, I don't anymore, so I don't know what their fan base is like but if people really are going to it because of the Gabe and Tycho brand nah. that would be okay that, that would be harder to PAX, because PAX but is, you're saying they shouldn't yeah. change the name at the very least yeah I have no stick I'm just saying that yeah. I think at this point for the business model that PAX is sustaining to change away from PAX could just the, the, the dollar sense of it wouldn't make sense mm. you know what I mean I think that the it's this big ball that's already rolling like, there's no diverting course yeah it's just someone has to go make a new convention that's going to up in them and then they go i mean i think there's an opportunity to rebrand themselves um that's what i'd like to see and i'd like to see and they i think that they they will get that opportunity but i bet you that 
that wound still raw enough that it's still in your head, you know? So they'll make a comeback. Mm-hmm. Everyone does. Robert Downey Jr. woke up in a dude's house one time. Come on. <laughs> Sean Penn just interviewed I mean, El Chapo at his secret guerrilla compound. Marky Mark went to jail. What? You didn't Wait. hear about this? Wait, no. So they found El Chapo. Yeah. But they they found Wait, out who's El Chapo? Oh, oh, Mexican oh, drug lord who escaped Chapo prison like twice. So the second time he is... Oh, so, so, so there's like, you know, there's a lot of corruption in Mexico and like the government yeah. and stuff and they're trying to weed Sorry. it out. So the thing is they've been... They've been dealing with the corruption with the police force and government agencies, but they didn't deal with the corruption in the prison system. So there's still plenty. So they're arresting all of these drug lords and people associated with, and then throwing and them the, in the jails. Which have, which have like, like full scale tunnel systems built underneath to get <laughs> yeah. out of. So for the sec, for the second. Like lit tunnels. Like oh, not even like, no, like, this, like, yeah. like the tunnel like, was as, not like, as wide it as had, this room. It had like a motorcycle stationed in uh-huh. it. So that, and it was like paved and there were like there train was, tracks. And yeah. There was a motorcycle mounted to a monorail yeah, track. Yeah. So that El Chapo just had to descend a ladder out of his shower stall get on this motorcycle and ride it about a couple miles <laughs> yeah. out of the prison. Yeah. So, so he's, yeah. been, he's been caught again he's been caught. and he's being extradited to the United States. But Oh, that's confirmed? Yes. Awesome. But they came to find out that in his seven months of being escaped, he really wanted to have a biopic made of his life. And so he sought out people in Hollywood. And apparently he sat down with Sean Penn in Sean Penn's <laughs> like... Mexican bungalow in the jungle or something like that. Whatever. If you're Sean Penn, you and, take that meeting. And, and so <laughs> I would too. Ten it's, times it's out of ten. It's just like it's, I wouldn't want to get killed. This is this is happening. Mystic River too. Let's do yes. this. Oh so so we're finding so out that there's all this like crazy <laughs> shit, and this is over the past 24 hours. This has all happened. So that that we found out about this. Okay. So, well, uh, anyway, that's where that comes. But wouldn't that be harboring yeah. a, a fugitive? Yeah. So I'm asking. But it was in Sean- Mexico. Yeah. Does Mexico have laws like that? I'm not saying <laughs> I, that. I don't know. Are you don't assuming know. that Mexico thought, is a Mad Max? I don't know. Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, Mexico. Is. I don't know. And I don't even know if it was in... I don't know <laughs> where fucked, Sean dude. Penn's thing the was. I don't know if Mexico. it was in Mexico. I don't know if it was in somewhere else in Central America. I don't know the details. But um, I, I do know that that, that is what happened. That's real... Uh, the whole Mexican corruption thing. That's real shitty. So I'm, all, I'm all for it. <laughs> so I always got to take the other side. I do do that a lot. Sorry. Yeah, do do. <laughs> all right, you good. Alex, you good. Dan, okay. It's all good. <laughs> 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 <laughs>